0: Hey, this is Elisa from Spoken Views Reno, and you're listening to Up in the Mix.
1: Ba-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to another edition of Up in the Mix, coming to you hot from the Hunnicum Hideout. This is Sean, a.k.a. The Truth, a.k.a. The Super Nicest, a.k.a. The Nar, Mr. R, a.k.a. Not the Black Dude, you thought I was. This is
0: Caesar, a.k.a. De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican. Ernesto, Captain Kulow, Coach, Mr. Brunch, your local, also that poppy with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht, the, what's, I'm lost already. The brown man in the yacht club. <laughs> How the fuck did he get here? <laughs> yeah, Ilumina de la Gente, the habitual line crosser, the honey badger, and the fucking baby whisperer all right <laughs> you came in hotter on that one i liked it it got me pumped take two yeah
1: <laughs> gonna come in even hot before hard body karate son <laughs> that's
2: uh, house kicks to the face <laughs> how was your week man
1: oh well, the week was very busy it was intense mm-hmm. just like our entrance just now yeah um had some meetings trying to get everything in line lined mm-hmm. up for our party we're having next week um and then like doing stuff for the art show getting all the artists locked in uh salutes to Josue he's been helping me with some of the uh, performances and mm-hmm. Alana is working over hard at Holland, but uh, yesterday, Saturday, we, you know, went to the Dodge for a cause. Yeah, check that out. Salutes to uh, Nick and Jordan, Jake, for helping out, there, out Yeah, mm-hmm. they were refereeing, and Alex and Kevin, coffee and comics, were in the house, slinging their coffee, breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of people out there volunteering, and people. There was over sixty teams, so we'll get more information from them later. But uh, then I hosted the uh, Poetry Out Loud finals at the Pneumatic Museum of Art. So that was cool. 40 different kids from, I don't know, like 10 different high schools, 12 different high schools. It's crazy. crazy. Uh, intense competition. This little, like, sophomore from McQueen won. I couldn't even pronounce her name. I had to get, like, her to tell me beforehand. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, one of my former students does a super good poem about immigration, like, killed it uh sparks high was in the house like a bunch of teachers i know from there were there like cheering their students on so it was cool like to see because you know they're hella scared yeah like i went in beforehand like me and Alana are like explaining the rules and telling me what's going to happen and i'm like look guys like i know you're all nervous like don't be nervous like take a deep breath and i was like remember no one else knows how that poem's supposed to go so if you fuck up like don't trip yeah. out about it <laughs> no one else is going to know <laughs> like as soon as i said fuck up they all start laughing you know cuz they're kids <laughs> uh, yeah. i was like just chill you know and uh just do your best if you mess up like just tell the prompter remember like don't freak out cuz like last year there was a kid that just kind of you know panicked but they have a prompter there. So if they get stuck, they can just like, I'm like, just point to the prompt- prompter with like your right hand. She's mm-hmm. right in front of you. So she'll like say the next word. So don't freak out. And, uh, you know, like just remember like no one in the audience knows what the hell you're doing. You're the expert. So mm-hmm. if you mess up, just keep going because they're going. not even going to realize you yeah. messed up. Like the judges will, but they're not going to like. You know, no one's going to make, make a big deal or anything. You're the only one that's going to make a big deal. So they're like, oh, that makes sense. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like I've done this before. Hey.
0: <laughs> hey, see you <ya. laughs> hey, out there. With the finger snaps. <laughs> Shoot him Rick Gavin. <laughs> I didn't do that, but no. in my head. It's <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, how was your week? Uh, pretty cool. A lady and I went to a movie on Friday, saw Birds of Prey. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Went to Dodge for a Cause. And, you know, like like you said, saw all the homies, saw adults throw balls at each other and, you know, argue a little bit. I got there a little bit later, so it was, like, more of the recreational. So it was more tame? Yeah. And Jake, even Jake was like, good thing they put the competitive early before they got lost in the sauce. Yes, so they
1: do that. The competitive uh-huh. starts at, like, 8. At 8. Mm-hmm. And then the, the recreational starts at, like, 10.30. Yeah.
0: But they, they even started later. When I got there, the, like, we didn't start uh, the recreational one because so, that like, guy got
1: hurt mm-hmm. so they that was like an hour like 45 minutes or there was no games going mm-hmm. on because yeah they think he might have broken an arm maybe too yeah mm-hmm. or something that's what nick was saying Wowing out so yeah people just out there competing hell hard throwing doll- hard dolls, body karate chases. out there
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh we have a special guest here sean introduce
1: yes this is my, my man's like i've known him a long time uh, we used to work together, went to uh, co- college together, used to sneak into clubs together. <laughs> all sorts of fun times back in Some the day. Some rat shit, allegedly. <laughs> alleged <laughs> yeah. shit. But uh, he's a <laughs> world traveler. He's lived all over the world. He has, he's traveled as a DJ all over the place. Um, he's worked in bars on I don't even know how many continents and all sorts of crazy adventures around the world. But uh, he's right here from West Sparks, my man. Oh aka <laughs> O'Shizzle, oh, uh Mike O'Shea, welcome to the show. Welcome Thank to the you honeycomb. so much for having
3: me, gentlemen. It's I it's appreciate it. Uh
0: honor yeah. to be here. Yeah. yeah so uh do you, well. do you have any AKAs? Other than the O oh, Shizzle. <laughs> o oh, Shizzle, O oh, Sneezy. That, that's really it. Oh baby.
3: <laughs> King, <laughs> King of the two aka King of the Two Day Holiday. Oh. Uh, we'll get so into that
1: later, a. too. AKA <laughs> the weekend. <laughs> I mean, when you're named Michael, you're going to have like everyone just called him by his last name, mm. you know, when you're younger because there's a million, mm, yep, yeah. million Michaels. O'Shea
3: for... was just what stuck and um, kind of came to like who I, who I ran by, just like kind of like a persona, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, tell, the, tell the audience where you're from, a little about yourself.
3: Uh, yeah, I am from Sparks in the deep of no hood of Sparks. <laughs> um <laughs> Grew up there, went to Sparks High. I did go to UNR, as uh, Sean had said. And uh, after that, I had left to move to Vegas in 2004. And since then, it's been either all downhill or uphill, however you want to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going, going somewhere, though. So it's went somewhere. It's definitely yeah. went a lot of places. So you're actually. born and raised. Uh-huh.
1: Born here in, in Reno? Born in Reno,
3: raised in Sparks, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's <laughs> nice. usually
1: everyone. Yeah, right. <laughs> (laughs) Uh, What took you to Vegas the first time? 2004, yeah, so we just turned 21, right?
3: Yeah, I I was 21 and a half when I left. Um, Some friends that you went to high school with, Robert and Zach, we had, had plans to move down there. I just kind of was kind of over school, didn't really want to go to school anymore, four and a half years of UNR, and then I just left, didn't even finish, and that was like, still kind of beat me up now today over it, but... Yeah, I just wanted to have a new change, a new start. Sparks and Reno was all I knew, mm-hmm. and I wanted to get somewhere where I didn't know anybody, where kind of that whole Cheers thing, where no one knows my name. Yeah. You know, I want the opposite of Cheers. I want to go <laughs> where no one knows my name. You know, <laughs> and um, yeah, that was I just wanted a big change, and I left and moved down there with um, with our friend Robert, and started a new life. Yeah, what'd
0: yeah. You, yeah. What'd you do first when yeah, you like, was, like well, yeah.
1: What, when you moved down there, yeah. like, you're twenty one. Not much job experience. Yeah, like, just, I'm sure know, like, a lot of school were putting, experience. We're putting Sparks Wreck on yeah. your resume. <laughs> yeah, yeah
3: I wasn't. Yeah, in Las Vegas, you don't tell that you're teaching kids, you know, they don't really care. Um, <laughs> so well, I bar backed here in, at El Dorado um, for about a year and a half as soon as I turned 21. Well, I was uh, working in the hotel before that, and then I moved to bar backing and bartending. And then when I moved to Las Vegas, I didn't know anybody. So getting a job there in that industry is really all you know. Mm -hmm. And getting a job was, it got to the point where I was literally looking at jobs in the phone book to pave pools. Like I was going to go work paving pools. Oh, man. I went from bartending to wanting to pave pools. (laughs) Um, And then I ended up getting a job at this hotel called the Westward Ho, which literally no longer exists. It (laughs) Hasn't existed for about 10 years.
1: Yeah, because it was where City Center was, right? Yeah.
3: No, that's further down. That's now where um, the new resorts world is going. It's across from where the wind is. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's next to where Circus Circus is. So Circus Circus is the last thing that is still standing from that whole strip that's gone um yeah and this place was just ugh. i remember going to visit c there like <laughs> whoa. it was bad like it doesn't have hotel like we we think hotel and casinos always we think hotels that go
0: up this mm-hmm. was like a motel six with a casino in the front <laughs> kind of like ellis island at, <laughs> in vegas yeah yeah right. ellis island was great ellis island is my spot ellis <laughs> yeah. island was a jam yeah back when i went to school there dollar beers yeah now it's like 250 or something i used to go there mm-hmm. and then like the short crap tables you know and they were like five bucks on a friday you know so you know college student could still gamble a little yeah. bit and like cheap drink karaoke foods good in there too
3: we used to get a lot of the college students because we had dollar beers mm-hmm. like we had like seven to ten beers that were a dollar bar there was horrendous <laughs> oh my god but that was the launching pad for me really like when i tell people from vegas that know that hotel they're like you worked there <laughs> like yeah man that was how i started yeah. Yeah, Damn. start at the bottom, though, you know? Yeah,
1: really. Mm-hmm. And then where did you – end? like, when you ended up leaving Vegas, where were you? Because you were some crazy places right? Yeah,
3: I opened Triss Nightclub after that, um, was bar backing and bartending there. And then when um, XS opened at Encore, I ended up was the head bartender at XS, and I pretty much set up every well in that bar, was training the bartenders, yeah. So that was – that was probably the best job Dang, in I Vegas bet, that yeah. I had in. And uh, honestly, it's 10 years, uh, almost 11 now. That club's been open, and it's still one of the hottest nightclubs there. And that doesn't happen in Vegas. I mean, that yeah. club is awesome. They got um, people
0: there all the time coming in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And back then, the nightclub, the DJ thing wasn't a thing. It was mm-hmm. about
3: the music. Yeah. It wasn't about the show. Right. It was really, you didn't even know what DJ was in there. Yeah. It, they were well, They
1: were just playing good music. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That mm-hmm. you wanted to get down to.
3: It. Yeah. Um. So when I left there, the DJ scene was just starting. They didn't have all the DJs. All the resident there. DJs that yeah. are there, like the didn't
0: famous E ex- D C guys. Mm-hmm. That
3: didn't exist then when I was working at XS um but then from there, yeah, I went into um a little bit like bar manager, signa like realized like I didn't want to be a bartender forever. Nothing wrong with bartending, but I kind of just like saw an end for me and kind of started taking the move into management a little bit and started learning the rules of operations from there. Yeah, and then I ended up um from there I left and I moved to Dallas in two thousand eleven and that was very short lived, about four and a half months.
0: Dallas is weird. I always say that, like I don't, I don't know, something weird about it.
3: Interesting city. I I did enjoy it. Um, I moved there with someone that I was seeing at the time. We left there after four months. Moved so we drove there. Didn't have a we didn't, didn't again didn't have a job. Didn't know anybody. Oh, we signed an apartment lease through the internet. Showed up, got two jobs there, bartending. Left there. Uh, we moved to LA. We moved to LA with no home and no job <laughs> living in an apartment or we know we're living in a motel six for four days until we found an apartment moved in this apartment which ended up being like uh celebrity football players like side chicks apartment <laughs> we used to get his mail all yeah. the time oh, so dude. that, that yeah, yeah that was interesting <laughs> damn yeah dude that was That's interesting awesome. by what year is this uh this was 2012 okay yeah and then he, he played for the purple and white of um I won't really say who. Yeah, um, yeah. No
0: snitching on here. Yeah. yeah, no, no.
3: So then from there, I um, we moved back to Vegas, LA. Kind of ran its course. I, that's when I, I was I was DJing in LA at um, at a pool club. On top of oh man, what is that place called? I was DJing at one of the pool clubs. It'll come back to me later. <laughs> then we moved back to Vegas, and then I realized quickly that Vegas was kind of not the thing for me anymore. It Took about yeah. eight months. I was managing a club. I was managing this club. I was bar manager head bartender and i was djing dang yeah so if they didn't like a dj they would pull me off the bar and put rip that dj off and put me on oh man oh yeah it was a it was an interesting gig it was fun though it was one of the most fun spots i think (laughs) after access that i've worked at um and then in 2013 is when i left to go overseas
0: wow dang that's a going nowhere with you don't know anybody (laughs) yeah
1: at that point when you made that decision in 2013 like what was your, did you have like a long-term goal or anything, or you just like wanted to see the world?
3: I hadn't, man, I had no goals. Just, I <laughs> wanted to see the world. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know what I was going to do or what what I was supposed to be doing. I guess at that point I'd realized I'd been DJing for um, three years. Well, I knew how to DJ. I wasn't a DJ. I just knew how to DJ. It was a hobby, something I learned and was passionate about. And then um, I knew I could bartend and I could play music. So at that point I was like, I can do that anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, and having, a good personality and charismatic attitude, like I could, I could get a job. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I traveled in 2006 the first time for only 10 days. I traveled, I took my dad overseas in 2007 for 10 days. And since then I hadn't traveled again. And this time I bought a one way ticket. I quit my job. Um, I put everything in storage, put everything in boxes and I bought a one way ticket to Europe with no intentions.
1: So that's what I want to get people to understand. Like you, like, like you, it, this was you jumped off. Like you took that step, you that, leap, like, of yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. leap of faith. Yeah, that leap of faith. Like I, like I, I was. I've been in the same you know situation where I, I quit a job and just was like, all right, like I'm not really sure what's going to come next. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, you did the same thing. Like it takes, it takes. Uh, I don't like. I don't want to say courage, but you just have to have conviction in yourself.
3: Yeah, that, I guess for me now, the I, that's not the first time I've done it. Several times, I mean, when I, I guess when I moved to Las Vegas, mm-hmm. I did it. When I moved to Dallas, when I moved to L.A., and I guess I just kind of started to build this like callus up in me that didn't. I had no fear of this thing, um, and that leap for me is, you know, you're, I'm never going to learn to fly if I don't jump. Yeah, and. You know, you learn along the way. You learn the quickest under stressful situations. You're the most resilient when you're in the, under the most stress. And I think that we've all started to look at like stress the wrong way. Like stress makes us stronger it's than because ever. They, mm-hmm. It's
1: because people have never been taught how to deal. They've never taken those chances yeah. in lower stakes when you're younger. So when the stakes come and they're high, they just shut down. They can't handle. Yeah, it. They yeah, they break down. They the don't dinner. have the yeah. practice. They don't have those reps of, you know, like people as a teacher. That's one thing I see is like parents make their kids' lives too easy and Mm, they can't deal with any adversity at all.
3: And stress is a bad thing, right? Like stress is terrible. Like
1: anything bad happening is like unacceptable and you're like, that's part of life. Yeah. You got to learn it. It's easier to deal with disappointment when you're six or seven and build that up than like the first time you, you know, if it's when you're 19, the first time you experience failure or adversity, you have no, it's the stakes are too high. You have no way of dealing with
3: it. Yeah, exactly. When you don't have much, and, and you're still afraid of that, so then it gets even harder.
0: Yeah, you don't have those tools that you know that you learn younger. Yeah, I guess... When in the, kind of like backed into a corner like an animal, you know, like it's just you have these certain tools that you could use.
3: A little bit of fight or flight, mm-hmm. like you're that, that animal instinct mm-hmm. to make it happen. You got to learn to control it. So where'd you yeah. go first? In, yeah, what was your, your journey from there? Um, yeah, I landed in France, um, and I spent about three weeks in france um one of the big highlights for france was um i don't know if anyone drinks green chartreuse but it's a type of spirit that's um one of the oldest selling spirits in the world and it's still made by only two monks today oh. and i like it's out near the swiss alps it's way out the way so france was like a big thing for me to go there and see that i'd taken my dad to paris um you know in 2008 or 2007 but i wanted to see more so we spent about th- i spent about three, month- three weeks there and then in this trip in Europe, I spent five months backpacking, um, and just just making it up as I was going. Yeah. It's easy there though, because like the way you travel, people, it's super easy. Mm-hmm.
0: You got like a train system, you know, yeah, to that, like get around. So, so much, much transportation,
1: yeah,
3: so much better than um, than than flying usually, but sometimes more expensive to be honest.
0: Because like not a lot of people use it as much as they did. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that, yeah, that was a good trip. But yeah, from there, I, you know, I was did about 15 countries while I was there. And then, um, I didn't want to go home. I was like getting to the part where like, okay, I need to leave Europe, but I don't really want, you know, I've been in Europe for three months cause you're only supposed to be there three months. And actually I was there for five. And so I was really scared if I, when I left, if I was going to either get taken to jail or if they were going to ch- find me. <laughs> and, um, so I didn't want to go home. I had a friend from Las Vegas that was moving to Bali. And, um, he knew a lot of people in this in the music scene over there and I was like, you know what you know let's go <laughs> let's go I, I I know something about music mm-hmm. and so I bought a one-way ticket to Bali and I landed didn't know anyone but one person and I had a DJ gig within the I had DJ the second night at one of the biggest <laughs> clubs down there but nice and just through him my yeah. buddy had like a connection and then I just started meeting people and yeah I lived there for another six months.
0: That's awesome.
3: Yeah, Bali was still, it's, you know, people see it as this thing on TV or photos or movies and videos, and they think, wow, it's this amazingly beautiful place. But you get there, it does have a very dirty, grimy side. It's a third world island. There's no trash system. There's no sewage system. And it is it is really bad, but it, it's beautiful in another way, like the energy, the, the universal type of like persona this island carries is Magnificent, and it is by far the one of the most special so, place I've visited. Yeah, yeah.
1: explain like, how how big of it. How big is it? How many is? Is there just one city on the island?
3: Well, no, the island's pretty big. I mean, in retrospect, the island's what we think it's not that big, but I mean, it's big when you're there. And there's some there's really concentrated areas of where the people are, and that's really Dempinsar, Seminyak, Kuda area, Changu. That's like the real main heart of where everyone's at. The rest is like mountains and jungle, and um, that's all indigenous people are like out there in the. Out
0: in the out in the woods. Damn nice. Yeah. So yeah, Bali's on the list for sure. For yeah, sure. So you, it should, be. <clears throat> it should
1: so be. be. So you left Vegas. You spent five months in Europe and then another six months in Bali. Yeah. And then where did you go from Bali?
3: Uh, from Bali, I ran out of. Literally, had zero money. I <laughs> ran myself into z- like I had a, a, just enough to buy a ticket home, <laughs> um, and. <laughs> I got home. I came back to Reno to see the family, and I had zero dollars at this point. And I mean, I took out credit cards. I like started up some credit card debt just to start. Like, I got a job here in Reno bartending for a little while, and um, just to get like myself back in order. And my mindset was to get back overseas. It was not to be here, and nothing with the country. Just after getting a taste, there was no chance I wanted mm-hmm. to be back here. Um, and I put my mindset to that and just kept thinking, I thought about it every day. Like, how am I going to get out of here? (laughs) Like I was in prison. I mean, I wasn't, but that's what it felt like for me. You know, once I've tasted that, you know, the wings have spread, it's nice to be out. Um, and I thought about it every day. I put feelers out there. I talked about it online and then a call came for an opportunity in Singapore. That was, um, and that was in
1: 2015. Damn. So you again left and moved to Singapore and- how long were you there? What were you doing while you were in Singapore?
3: Uh, Singapore, again, I knew one person. <laughs> <laughs> I, the I, person I, you met online? <laughs> yeah, my, my buddy that lived there, that kind of got me like the connection to do the application. Um, I worked at Marina Bay Sands. Uh, it is a massive hotel. It's part of um, Venetian and Palazzo from Las Vegas. It is one of the number one most integrated resorts in the world. It's epic, man. This place is unbelievable. And I ended up running a bar and celebrity restaurant on top on the roof with a 360 degree view of the city outlooking the ocean.
1: The AFC, yeah, I I remember you put, I've seen pictures of you up there <laughs> on that balcony.
3: I will say till to this day that is by far my most favorite job. From the atmosphere to the people to my boss to the actual job of work and what you saw. Oh my God, this was unbelievable.
1: Did you see like a lot of celebrities and famous people come through there? Not
3: a lot, really, to be honest. Um, there was a lot of Asian celebrities, which I didn't know any. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but American celebrities, not a lot. You, you would get some, but they would do premieres and stuff for movies, and there was a lot of that there, uh, but not to that space, not very often.
1: So, again, Singapore is a city-state, right?
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's its own, yeah. It's, it's and its own uh,
1: where exactly is it located?
3: Just below Malaysia, Southeast Asia, just to the east of Indonesia, mm-hmm.
1: and how yeah. long were you at that job there? I was there? at
3: Marina Bay Sands for two and a half years, and um, that was quite amazing. Catapulted my professional life in so many different ways, and then from there, I got um, I kind of saw my course run running its to its end there, and I kind of put the feelers out again for some op- some options, and then I got a really big job over in the Philippines, which I just lived in for the last year and a half, over in the Philippines in Manila.
1: Wow. Yeah, the Thrill
0: in Manila.
3: Yeah. The, the White thriller in Manila. Yes. <laughs>
1: so, uh how you were there for a year and a
3: half. Yeah, a year and a half I worked at this hotel and resort called Solair. Um this was a beautiful hotel and you know, you would think there's probably not nice resorts there, but it it's competes with anything in Las Vegas, Okada, which looked just like the wind there they're just like Las Vegas hotels. Um beautiful. The hotel I worked at was a Forbes for, um Forbes 14th in the world rated hotel wow. and I was in charge of the entire beverage program for the entire hotel and casino uh, in charge of 17 departments. Um, so yeah, I got to train people. I got to make cocktails. I got to create events. I got to fly international bartenders in. I got to just, the beverage program was mine and that, that was really something special for me was working with people. And actually this was where I really started taking on like mentoring people and trying to better people and train people and bring my style of service that I've learned everywhere and bring it to the people of the Philippines that have never left their country.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And that one I left there in July last year.
1: So, out of all of the places you've lived and visited, um, which place changed your perspective on life the most, or what would have the most influence on your perspective on life? Mm.
3: Yeah, up until leaving, up until leaving the Philippines, I would say um, was Bali for me. Like it really changed my life and my perspective of life in general. Just, uh, just what I got from that place, and that's just personal experiences being there. Um, you know I have left since then and did some other things since I've left there that have changed my life profoundly but um, up until leaving Manila yeah, I would say Bali still is I would frequent there probably once every other month when I lived that close. I was there all the time Ooh,
0: still going back.
3: Yeah I travel I mean in I, I moved to Singapore in 2015. I traveled in 2016 27 times. I was on the plane all the time like that's why they call my staff called me the king of the two-day holiday if i was off two days i was in another country Mm -hmm. you couldn't you couldn't keep me yeah i was always going yeah so how many countries have you been to total Uh, i've been to 30 countries and 84 cities yeah i keep track and i've been to six (laughs) continents i'm only missing antarctica
0: time to go see some penguins goals for, <laughs> goals for
3: 2021 yeah. Yeah, yeah while they're still there
0: maybe yeah. maybe penguins need a cocktail as well you know <laughs> some cold dude if i can sell a,
3: a cocktail to a penguin i could really get a job anyway. yes <laughs> anyway <Yeah. laughs> um
1: what's the biggest difference you know you experience living outside of the country compared to you know living when you've been here in sparks or las vegas mm. or reno
3: uh this is going to be The most easiest is the open mind of people. Just, um, you know, our country, only 10% of our country has a passport. Like, that's crazy to me. Everyone outside this country has a passport. Like, you're born to have one. And so the mindset of people to go elsewhere is totally more open. Like, I don't... Yeah, there's still some, some bigotry in people, but you don't really see racism. You don't really see ethnic background as... Or where you come from as a discriminatory. Like, it's just what can you bring to the table? And conversations are a lot more open-minded and, you know, the discussions are more broad. And so for me, the biggest profound thing was once I left was realizing what we're taught for our entire lives and kind of rammed down our throat is that we're the best. Well, you get outside and you start to learn differently. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, that really opened my mind to what's out there.
1: Damn, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Let's get into what you've been doing since you left mm-hmm. the Philippines. Mm. What uh so when you left the Philippines, what what was what did you want to do or what what was your mindset and goal?
3: Mm. Yeah, some big things had shifted in December of 2018 that kind of transformed the last 14 months of my life. Um I had started to dabble in, you know, some indigenous South American like plant medicine that started to open me up to new realms and realities of my life. And and once I kind of got my first taste, I realized that working in a hotel and casino, directly giving people alcohol was not really what was in line with what I wanted anymore. Um, And so the first time I dabbled was in March. I quit my job two months later, and I bought a one-way ticket to South America. Again, quit my job, left everything, and I bought a one-way ticket to South America.
0: Did you know one person or two people? One. One, not in South America. I didn't know so, anyone. Oh, South America, back to zero. Yeah, that All was. Right. That, so, that was, where'd
1: you end up in South America? What was
3: the first um, place
0: you went? Well, after I
3: left um, Philippines, I went to Turkey for an entire month, which because I found out through a DNA test that I'm my mom is Turkish. And man, Turkey, we are so undereducated on. Man, that country is astonishing. Like the history we went to Jesus's mom's house. You know that the Ark was said to Noah's Ark was said to be there. The mm-hmm. Trojan Horse is still there. Um, Some of the biggest Roman Empire built items are in Turkey and um, epic, epic country. Uh, Goblioteci, which is like said to be one of the oldest civilizations ever that's just been found over 12,000 years ago. People is in Turkey. And so like seeing this country was (laughs) astonishing. Yeah. So I spent a month there and then um, I came back here, came back to Reno for three weeks before I left. And I started in Colombia. And I spent seven weeks in Colombia and from Colombia, I went to Peru and I spent another six weeks there and I was actually supposed to be traveling another three to five months beyond my three months there. Some things changed through this journey and um, I was kind of given some information that I should have changed my, alter my course and I just didn't ask any questions and I just listened and things have really been <laughs> quite amazing since then.
1: Mm. Nice. So when you got back to Reno like how like what's what's the what's your current course now
3: um well again doing things that i typically normally wouldn't do um i'm sleeping on my sister's floor in her apartment on a twin mattress (laughs) inflatable (laughs) mattress um you know people look at my life and what it's been and you know it looks so glamorous and amazing and i have had a pretty good life not not gonna lie but um you know, my whole entire life, I've realized like i I take no ch- I take tons of chances when it comes to my personal life. Like I'm not a willing I'm not afraid to jump off the cliff, right? Like mm-hmm. everything I do is with no fear. I do not care. But when it comes to my professional, and my career life, I'm scared shitless. And I've started to realize this over the last year that I'm very fearful of taking big steps in my career and things that I actually want to do with my life. And so um, right now, I'm I'm building a business that's within the hosp- hospitality industry where I'm a leadership coach for staff and um, leadership development for management. Um, And that's for hotel and casinos and thriving businesses that could use it. And I'm also really wanting to help people mentor people through mindset work and helping them, you know, get to where their greatest self is like I'm on this path and I want to give people the tools that I've learned along the way that I've taken the chances to just like have no fear to learn. And, um, yeah, I just want to help people. I want to help people be better. I want to help people achieve their greatness. I want to help people think outside the box. And if I can help with any of that, like, that's what I want to do. So yeah, that's what I've been working on. Just like I grind every day. I'm I'm building this business. I start, like it's very humbling. I'm not gonna lie. I don't have a job. I don't have a car, and I sleep on a twin inflatable mattress in my <laughs> sister's apartment. Right. So it is very humbling. But you gotta start somewhere. Yeah. But this for to me, I've started to see it as like this is a real success story. Like this is what those those things that you hear on, in a book, or you read in a book, or you hear online. Like this is what it looks like. Uh, I've decided that this is what it looks like. And I have to be willing to step forth and not listen to that money game we get into, right? That money game where we think, oh, I don't have a job and I'm not have income coming in and I'm not doing anything. Like, yeah, I don't have a monetary value paying me into my bank account, but I'm creating something. I am developing something and I'm getting paid with reaping the rewards of what I've actually been created.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. So <clears throat> as, you looked, as you, you're sitting here, beginning of your journey, in your wildest dreams, what would be... The outcome of this in your wildest dreams, you gotta speak it. You gotta speak it into existence yeah, first. Before I it agree. Happens.
3: I agree. You gotta see it to believe it. You gotta think it. You gotta feel it. Then you can live it. Um, is to be able to take this um, hospitality training business and travel the world and do it everywhere. And at that point, build a side brand where I can actually help people and mentor people along the way. Um, I have been told over the last couple of weeks to start a podcast. So thank God I'm with the <laughs> the pioneers over here that yeah. I can learn from. <laughs> And I've also been told I should write a book. And as crazy as that sounds to me, like people say you should write a book. And um, so now I've found some tools that I think I possibly could do that. And I've got some visions now and some things I'm really gonna set my sights on to go get. That's a book, a podcast, travel the world training people and start mentoring people into their greatness. Boom, we
1: got your Uh, back, bro. Yeah, Yeah, I know you do. Appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. Well, I think this is a good time to, to take our first break.
0: First break, yeah. And it's my song of the week. And I did. Uh, who cares? Winter came back, or Winter's back.
3: Right?
1: Winter came back winter. because uh, that
0: is Jesus. what we are living right, right? Yeah, <laughs> now. March one, re-
3: <laughs> snowing. Yes.
0: So listen and enjoy, guys. salute.
4: So check it, man. We are who cares from Sacramento, California, and um, Reppin Stockton, and he's from Stockton. <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna be getting it going tonight. It's gonna be real cool. Good
1: That was "Winter Came Back" by Who Cares. Yeah. Shout out to JT and Ernie.
0: Yeah, and uh, Adam as well, right? He was in that one. I think he was in the group by then.
1: I don't know. I don't think it, it was. was a while ago. Winter came back. That's like 2006. That, that was, was a long deep. time ago. That's deep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Shout so, out to the beach at Delhi. Like yeah. that's where I first heard that song. Mm-hmm. Like them, their old shows they used to do up there. Yeah. DJ Buddha mm-hmm. oh,
0: Man, I'm. I wish there was one closer to me. <laughs> <of> all the <laughs> way, all the way in the northwest. But, but
1: if you haven't heard that song, you know, who cares, kind of a local group uh, from Stockton in Sacramento. Sacramento, Reno. But uh, mm-hmm. they've lived in Reno, performed here many times, mm-hmm. and a winter came back, one of their classics. A very classic about, scene. you know, a, a day like this week where <laughs> it's been nice and all of a sudden, you know, cold snap comes through, mm-hmm. all the nice things, spring things you're looking forward to are, are taken away. Yeah. And it's like winter again.
0: Yeah. But... What do we have next?
1: Uh, uh, we don't have a petty move of the week this week. Um, shout out to people not being petty for or just <laughs> okay. us not hearing about <laughs> it. Right. We're seeing it on the news. <laughs> but uh, movie mm. of the week.
0: Movie of the week. I went to, the lady and I went to go see Birds of Prey, which is the Harley Quinn and the uh, another comic book. So a little spinoff of Suicide Squad. And it was good. Tip of the fitted for sure. It was definitely comic booky and it was funny, quirky, like, you know, like, Definitely better than what's the, her
1: name? Plays Harley Quinn again, uh, from Suicide Squad,
0: yeah. Marg Margot or
1: Maggie Margot,
0: what is her last Maggie name? Maggie Margot, maybe I forget, but she was on, um, uh, she was the wife on, uh, what's that one, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, yeah, Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Margot Richie. M- no, last name's not Richie, it's Margot something. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know, who it is. yeah, you know. I know who it is, I just don't know,
0: who it is. Yeah. yeah, but like, People she know. she's in it, um the I always forget all their names the girl on uh remember that movie Skull Pilgrim versus the World or whatever yes the girl he's trying to get yeah. her She's, a, she's in it too as the Huntress and there's always a joke they call like crossbow girl or something you know she's like it's Huntress and like it's it's just funny quirky
1: yeah what, what other DC characters that people might recognize are in there besides Harley Quinn
0: so like a lot of the average person like that doesn't know a bunch about comic books won't recognize a lot of them
1: but I mean for the DC fans for
0: the DC so there's like Huntress um, Rosie Perez's character um, I forgot she's like a cop and I forgot the name of her thing but there's like four or five of them and i didn't that, realize rosie they Perez was in there yeah mm-hmm. nice salute to her and like her i always i always think a white man can't jump of course and then, uh <laughs> her win in jeopardy <laughs> every time i see her
1: and what's the other movie she's in is uh, isn't she in do the right thing
0: yeah 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 with uh, she's uh, she was the one dancing in the very beginning to do the right thing okay as as well
1: mm-hmm. all right uh Sweet, I have to check that out. Yes, I haven't been to a
0: movie in a while. Yeah, it's it's good. Like I said, it's quirky. Like it's not it doesn't, it doesn't there's like no crazy slow parts, you know, and it's just funny, quirky. It's awesome.
1: All right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, next up we have Caesar. World news. World news. <laughs> Caesar does the Fooky. does the sound. We used to have a sound effect we put yeah. in, but Caesar like better. Do it himself. It's way better. Yeah.
0: It's way better actually. It's, it's 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 a little different every time too. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, uh, first thing off the top, coronavirus continues to spread. Da, da, da. <laughs> yes,
0: and uh, first death in the U.S. out there in uh, Washington. Oh, really? I didn't mm-hmm. even hear about that. Yeah, like, I forgot what city it was in. Maybe Seattle or something. But, but uh, there's
1: already, like, wild-ass conspiracies about this. Like, mm-hmm. first, like, Trump says that it's a hoax.
0: Trump also downplayed it. And
1: downplays it, it like it's mm-hmm. not a big deal. Yeah. Which I kind of agree some to somewhat. Mm-hmm. But then, like, other people, like... A bunch of right wing, mm-hmm. like conspiracy theorists. Like I read one where they were like, "Oh, this was like made by Bill Gates and George Soros <laughs> and Hillary Clinton, like to wipe out the, the U.S. population." People are fucking stupid, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no. like, you've been gone for a while. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> so yeah, yeah like you're... <laughs> saying shit like that, and then there was mm-hmm. already another one that disproven that, like uh, it was started off by some guy that had been fired, like in this lab and somehow Mm -hmm. he and they were like they're like no like that happened even before like they like just you know like snopes disproved it really quickly like Mm -hmm. yes he did work there but this is all a coincidence like he got like it didn't happen like they're saying it happened like since the i'm like some of this is old and happened way before the virus was a thing so your conspiracy theory doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. but uh
0: yeah then we got Trumpito saying like we're like close to a uh, vaccine like two months away or something that's real
3: close sounds like
0: yeah <laughs> and yeah. then people are like even people in congress are like don't take that into consideration like it takes not... like a year to 18 months to make something yeah but what i did find and then out there's
1: other people who are like the vaccine like is a government conspiracy to take you over like they just invented this virus so they can vaccine I mean, you they're gonna
0: put a chip in you and all kinds of shit oh. but i did find out that um <laughs> welcome to america (laughs) welcome back (laughs) i did find out though that they have like a vaccine that's that could potentially in uh, japan could potentially they they use it for like the e coli or whatever they use it for like other stuff and it's been shown to slowly like help it out so they're gonna do obviously more testing and stuff like that.
1: well and the other thing is like you know how many people have died from just the regular flu in the United States? A it's lot, yeah. Over twenty thousand yeah. people. Mm-hmm. It's
3: crazy, but if you even think about like if the there's a, there's a video out that shows the real numbers to put this in a real perspective and not listen to all the fear based like news. More people die of cancer every day, literally. More people die of cancer every day than this virus. So it's like I wish our governments would put into action the re- this much effort to cure cancer, oh, but or just like the that. regular flu, like
1: yeah. right, like. Twenty thousand people have died of the regular flu, and they're worried about like three thousand that died of this.
3: Well, and and most of it's like older people that right. are dying.
1: With yeah, the weak, or most like, people so, that yeah. get it mm-hmm. are they're age? they're Fine. old and poor and mm-hmm. don't have health care, so they end up in the hospital and die from like complications to getting this because they end up with pneumonia because they're malnourished and just
0: yeah. Yeah, like I saw this one, like a baby had it, like a newborn baby or like freshly kind of relatively new. Got it and in like 14 days it was done. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Nothing. And the thing they're saying is like not too many kids are getting it for some reason. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that's like throwing, it's like really young like babies yeah. but then like children. Children
0: like, like in school and stuff.
1: Right? Aren't really mm-hmm. getting it. So I that's don't know. A There's weird. so much.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. But the side effect, like they're saying
1: like China's... Um,
0: Factories, because like,
1: all that's been shut down. Like they're go uh, pollution has gone way down. Oh, no one's sure. driving. Like it's it's crazy. Like they show. Yeah. I saw like a uh, like digital satellite image, mm-hmm. and it's like half the country is covered with like smog and stuff, and now it's like completely clear wow. because this has been. But they're also saying like they have like they weren't like normally they're not working at full capacity, so they're saying like once it passes to make up for the slow times, they might actually work double. time. Double. So, like, they're, like, net pollution-wise, like, they're probably going to work extra after this. So it,
0: it'll just balance it, and balance it out. I have a
3: friend that lives over in China. She lives in um, uh, Hainan, which is the southernmost island of China. Um, and, she, man, she sent me videos, of, like, really, like, they send out drones with microphones. Have you seen any of that stuff? No.
5: Oh, yeah, she lives in, like,
3: a little surfer village area. And, um, cause she's a surfer. It's like, what is this Island's all about surfing? You would never think that in China, mm-hmm. but, um, she, like they were having checkpoints. You couldn't even come in and out of this village without being checked without thermometer checked. And they were even shutting down surfing. You couldn't even go out and surf. They were, if you were out in public and didn't have a mask on, the police were telling you to put it on or they'd arrest you. And they were sending up drones with cameras to go find and look at what people are outside and to see if they didn't have cameras. And then the, the drones had microphones on them and they were screaming. They would yell at people to put their, to put their mask on from up above from the drone. That's that was crazy. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. That's intense. Yeah, I'll show you
0: guys the videos. It's crazy. So, yeah, you know, well, it's just, just a strong flu, flu, flu virus.
1: So apparently, yeah. we're all going to die of coronavirus, or right. it's not going to be a big deal at all. No, <laughs> Those no. are two only two <laughs> possible outcomes: is we're all fucked, yeah. or it's not a big deal at all. Yeah, zombie
0: apocalypse. Who knows?
1: Who knows? We shall yeah. see in the coming months because <laughs> they're like it's probably going to peak in a few weeks here yeah. in the United States. Like they're saying, like March into March. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how you know how it goes.
0: Yeah, and it's just affecting everyone. Everyone's like really kind of scared about it, but.
1: I've already seen mm. posts you know, like this scare tactics. I've already seen posts like people like this is what you need to do to prepare, like oh blah blah my blah. Gosh. Like maybe it is the wor- end of the world. Like mm. I, you know? And maybe the world's flat too. Pack your Molotov cocktail, Mike. <laughs> it's almost time. Yeah.
3: <laughs> There's gonna be coronavirus um little additives that I'm gonna add to my cocktails.
1: I know <laughs> I know Dice is ready. Dice. <laughs> yeah. Molotov cocktail time's coming soon. Okay,
3: I'll
0: get the machete out. Yeah. <laughs> Zombie time.
1: <No. laughs> But uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, also in world news, uh, Joseph Biden, Senator <laughs> Joseph Biden, won the South Carolina primary yesterday. Uh, like dominated it. So I guess like uh, old black people like uh, old Joe, like he just goes out there and talks <laughs> about Joe. Obama. Yeah, he's like uh, Joseph Biden. Well, so with me and Obama, when I was in the Obama administration. Back when Obama was president, like that's just it's people. Probably, it's probably the his only, only I'm giving the only reason people like him is because he was Obama's vice president, yeah.
0: <laughs> and because it, it's like his only black friend, probably. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he's like the cool. He's yeah. like, he's like Obama's like one racist, cool like, white, white friend. friend yeah. yeah, and he's living off that cred here. Like he's running. A, he's gonna be. He's trying to be president based off like being homies with Obama. <laughs> Damn,
0: he's probably one of the only ones that know how to do the proper. Damp. He's like black
1: people. Yeah. Come on, come on. I had your man's back. He had mine.
0: (laughs) Michelle's cool, too. (laughs) Yeah.
1: He just goes out there, Obama, Obama, Obama. Like, who knows? Maybe I'll make Michelle my vice. He literally said, who knows? Maybe I'll make Michelle my vice president. That was such fucking pandering. It makes me so mad. And the old black people out there fucking fell for it. Just eating (laughs) it (laughs) up. Like, oh, come on. Come no. on fam. Yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> There's only one person who was getting arrested for us back in the day. Yeah. That's who I'm fucking with. <laughs> yes. Like, you can see the photos. He was out there protesting, getting arrested mm-hmm. for black people. Yes. Before it was cool. Uh, Not and that it's still, cool now. And he still had the same hair dude. Shout out to Kaepernick. <laughs> <laughs> Good. This leads directly into we haven't had this week in racism mm-hmm. in a while. Alright. But this shit has been pissing me <laughs> off. <laughs> racist ass political pandering. Like whenever they talk about black people in any of the debates or anything, all they mention is fucking poverty and crime. Like it's so fucking racist. Those are the only things they talk about with black people. Mm-hmm. Whenever they talk about it's always about fucking poverty rates and fucking crime rates. Or like you know, the stop and frisk shit. That's all they taught. Like, those are the only th- fucking things black people care about. And chicken. <laughs> exactly. And, like, the, the reason that, like, that's what's important <laughs> yeah, to black people yeah. is because, like, that's what they tell them. Yeah. Like, they tell us, like, you need to be consider- – like, it's all part of the brainwashing. It's the story. Mm-hmm. It's the
3: story that they make them believe in, and that's the sad part. It's what yeah. you're taught from a kid. Do they talk about why people about meth and um, shoot and right. shootouts or – Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That, like, it's, it's the negative stereotyping, and it's in our fucking, like, and we just accept mm-hmm. this as fu- all the fucking woke, fake ass fucking liberals in the Democratic Party, like, accept this shit as normal. There's no fucking, like, people of color as candidates up on the stage. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, like, you know, oh, they're in South Carolina, so there's a lot of black people voting. So we're going to talk about this bullshit fucking topic. Mm-hmm. Even though, and I went on pewresearch.com to get all the following facts to fucking, Later. we're spitting some some truths here, even though a third of Black Americans make over fifty thousand dollars a year, which means a third of Black Americans are middle class or higher. Mm-hmm. But that's not what you hear about. Nope. nope. So they're focusing on that like twenty percent that live in poverty, mm-hmm. not the other eighty percent who don't. They're all there. That's all they're talking about, and it makes me so fucking mad. And then it's the same thing with Hispanics. You know when they have a de- like when they do the debate, like all they're going to talk about is immigration, like that's the only issue yeah. that deals with Hispanic people.
0: But that that that's the only thing they think we care about. Yeah,
1: it's like border security mm-hmm. and fucking immigration, even though mm-hmm. less than half of Hispanics are immigrants or first generation. Mm-hmm. There's about 60 million Hispanics in the United States, and 37 million of them were born in the United States. Damn,
0: because mm-hmm. I'm worried about some health care.
1: Exactly. Touch. That's the thing. They're trying to divide us. Mm-hmm. Like divide. there's certain people who are out there talking about issues that affect us all, and then these other people are dividing us based off bullshit fucking stereotypes.
3: Divide it's, is real.
1: The same fucking story over and over and over again.
0: And they keep doing it cuz they they keep winning. See, that's the thing. Like we have to do something ourselves as well like
1: what stories are being spun to, mm-hmm. like what well, who's being backed by these fucking billion dollar corporations and what stories are they spinning to help like only a certain percentage of like more people don't vote than do so that right there is showing you like mm-hmm. this is why it's broken like if you're not participating the small the easier it is to manipulate yeah and that's why like certain candidate our man sanders is like mm-hmm. we want everyone even if you never vote, to be a part of the process because at least you're making your voice heard and you're not like easily susceptible to being fucking told what to do. Mm -hmm. So that's our This Week in Racism. Fucking (laughs) the racist ass pandering during election cycles where all they use is negative stereotypes about minorities. Mm -hmm. They don't even talk about, they hear anyone talk about Asian people or Native American people. There's one person, (laughs) but like they don't talk about any of that stuff either. They want to say like, oh, we're, what has he done for the black community? Well, if you improve shit for everyone, like mm-hmm. black people need health care too. Hispanic yeah. people need health care too. They need higher wages. They need fucking better infrastructure. Like that helps everyone.
0: Yes, because, you know, like uh, we all rise together. If you,
1: if you acknowledge racism that exists in everything, but then, you, you know, you focus on universal things, like that's the way you got to move forward. Definitely. And just this fucking racist ass. That's, that's what made me so mad about Biden. It's like, ah, oh, you fucking racist old man. <laughs> he said, he said the other, like in a fucking like press conference, he was like, poor kids do just as good when given the same chance as white kids. <laughs> yeah. So that that's telling you what his mentality is. He's equating poor to fucking non-white. Mm-hmm. And that's how the conversation gets framed. Such fucking bullshit!
3: Unbelievable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Totally yeah. believable. Yeah. No, that's the right? world. That's the world we live in. Oh.
1: And you, you got this. You know, this Trumpito's doing the same thing, yeah. like reaching out to the blacks, <laughs> like the blacks. I the, the blacks love me. Who's the fucking blacks? That sounds like a family. Yeah. In a Dave Chappelle skit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their cousins are the whites. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the blacks are a white family. Yeah. <laughs> Gee. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, the
1: oh. blacks are a fucking English family <laughs> South African <laughs> uh, the racist as fuck
0: yeah uh, some racist shit
1: salute <laughs> uh, Dave Chappelle man Chappelle he, show he, 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 he would be having a the game right now.
0: Dude, oh. he, if he had still had a show oh. how much shit he would I don't man. know though I think he's old though like no, it's like it's definitely because it can't be redone again. It was like special place, special time, you know. You, like
1: the young, the young people are the ones that they, yeah. can fucking kill it now. Like yeah. Hannibal Burris, <laughs> yeah, Just, you know, check him out. But anyways, yeah, that's that. That was this week in racism. Yeah. yeah. Um. Do we have? We don't have anything for the culture. Anything? Anything you he saw this week that needs to be shared? Any new albums or?
0: Uh, Ghostface, the Supreme Clientele turned 20 years nice 20 years old it's like probably my top 10 album We played it.
1: some of it uh last week on the on the mm-hmm. radio show yeah
0: but yeah it's one of my favorite albums 20 years old and then um i don't know been listening to a lot of doja cat lately
1: <laughs> we were
0: talking we were talking about that at holland the other day yeah. like because
1: uh i guess someone someone there i'm not gonna throw it is obsessed with her mm-hmm. i was like oh i know <laughs> yeah I know. yeah big fans of her <laughs>
0: The lady, we were like, I was playing it in the car the other day and she's like, who's this? And I was like, this is Doja Cat. We played like three songs off her latest album already. And then she's like, you know, then we just can't stop listening to it. And
1: then Allegra is Allegra Snow.
0: That oh that one Mm
1: -hmm. she had her tiny desk the tiny desk right after we played her Mm because we're fresh setters that's right you're welcome people if you listen to the radio show you're already we we played her and then two weeks later she's on tiny desk on NPR blowing up everyone's Mm -hmm. learning about her so yeah salutes to uh, Tanya because she's the one that Team money yeah put put us on (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) but yeah so I don't know a lot of just chill I've been listening like Summer Walker again like you know that's music wise.
1: And then uh, the the Clone Wars cartoon came out on uh, Disney Plus for those of you who are oh, the new the oh, new shit. season started.
0: I got to get it. But they're doing
1: it. it one at a time, so there's uh-huh. two episodes out so far. I watched them uh, yesterday afternoon. All right, like for yeah. those of you who are in the, it's a clone the Star Wars Clone Wars cartoon.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I am excited to see that Invisible Man. Did you see the previews for that one?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Something a little different on the scary movie stuff. But you oh. see the Candyman, the Candyman, candy and uh, Peel is. Uh, I heard he's producing, he's directing it. it. Is no, there? He's producing it. Oh, is there? Like, and uh... the trailer's out. Oh, I haven't seen the trailer. And then wow. they do a little bit of a uh, uh, "Say My Name" by Destiny's Child in the background. So it's awesome. It look. It looks fucking good.
1: I still haven't seen the last one mm-hmm. with Lupita uh Us, us. Yeah, I haven't dude, seen Us that. Yet. Was
0: fucking good too. But like the Candyman trailer is tied. I to look it up. Jordan Pill. Mm. oh they're killing it. He then uh, the guy from Watchmen, the uh, Mister Manhattan, he's the Candyman. Oh, so it's fucking and it shows like a little, a little kind of like backstory ish kind of thing. Like I'm not gonna spoil anything. Watch the watch yeah, the I'll fucking have to trailer. Watch the trailer. Just watch the fucking trailer. It's fucking. I'm excited and it comes out in the summertime, which is weird. I thought maybe. They would do He knows it. what he's doing now. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Summer now. blockbuster. <laughs> it's good. It's, it's it, good. it looks fucking good. You know, mm-hmm. fucking, yeah, I have
1: to check it out. Man. Black people make moves. Get yeah. more movies out there with colored people on. It's always good. Definitely. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Have you been in, in the music or anything? Like, you, with all your travels yeah. or
0: anything, if you is Pitbull all over the place out <laughs> there? too? <laughs> I feel he's like a crazy international I, star. I, he is. actually,
1: I do have a question. Like. Have you seen, like, how is hip-hop different? Like, you've traveled all these different places, and the hip-hop influence, obviously, is all over Asia. Mm, like, yeah, yeah. how is that, seeing that, like, from a perspective of someone who grew up with it here? Uh,
3: I mean, people, well, what's you see more over, definitely in Asia, is the scene is the EDM scene. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, like, I'm definitely an old-school, classic hip-hop type person, R&B person. So um, that culture has become more what people enjoy. Um, but there are a lot of people that still, like, that I found a lot of people. There is like this nice little culture of people that like the old school hip hop. And I tell people, I DJ. Oh, what kind of music you play? And then I tell them what I like to play, and they're like, Oh, what? <laughs> you need a DJ? Like, not many people dare play that kind of music. So there is a collection of people that do really want the music and like it. Um, but more mainstream, what you hear is yeah, that top forty EDM house stuff that you hear on the radio. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately,
1: well, that's what's big here. Like that's what's yeah
3: people go to the music
1: festivals to uh, to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. not that I yeah. haven't done that, but. You know, we know where our hearts all lie here. Yeah. yeah. De- definitely. <laughs> True. Speaking of that, mm-hmm. next break, we got my song of the week by the original singing rapper, Fuck You, Drake.
0: Fontizzle? Yes.
1: You put some put some respect on that man, my man's name. Yes. Fonte from Little Brother. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Great, 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 great rapper, but also, he's got a great voice.
0: Yeah, Fontiga, his other A.K.A. Fontigalo?
1: Yes. If you don't know... <laughs> um if you don't know ones. little i mean we've talked about little brother mm-hmm. before so you, you check out little brother if you haven't yeah Afonte, one half a little brother and uh the name of the, the name of the song sweet you this is this is a classic like yeah. sold slow jam play this for the lady you know like as you guys are making dinner or something on a friday night or just uh chilling mm-hmm. chilling to uh, set the tone that so. glass of wine exactly mm-hmm. so uh listen and enjoy
0: so
2: I would rapper just sing on it took me a while now I'm getting my swing on Icarus in increments sometimes I put wings on every hero ain't a hero till there's a theme song so many tries but every time I just sing wrong Saturday night just kicking it with my best man looked at my left hand I got a ring on oh shit then another kiss, then another kiss Then a covered dish with white rice, greens, and smother fish I'm lying, it was just chicken Niggas was thugging it Now we got a covenant It's on a bond for life In all my years, this was the easiest song to write It's my confession in the rhyme and I just want to do my thing as I talk about a feeling that cannot be explained or a love that cannot be contained in a measurement of time. Some say it was a blessing in disguise. Scratch that girl. You a lesson from the skies. And I thank God for my winnings. That's word to life Jennings. Finally letting go of the mistakes of my 20s. I admit that I'm not an easy sell, but I'm the PD to your tell Your big boy to tell them bitches pay your people bill. My nigga be for real. Swore I wouldn't do it again. My man said that'll change first time it's all about working through your baggage second time around it's all about the baggage claim thank your maker stack your paper with a real one major key clavinet leave a mother holes on read like clarinets gorgeous no wrongs in this love song i wrote for us wedding play all day with no chorus let's ride goes <laughs> out yeah
0: Welcome back, guys. That was Sean's song of the week, and it was Sweet You by Fawn Yeah, you
1: know, just <laughs> very slow, smooth, mm-hmm. like, slow jam, but then, you know, also throws in the rap for the little fucking beat element.
0: Yes. And, like, that one album he did with the Apollo Brown is uh, is immaculate, too, so.
1: Yeah. This is off of his album No News is Good News, so. Mm-hmm.
0: Fontegalo, fonte
1: check that's that's our man check him out Mm -hmm. little brothers on tour right now
0: yeah they're doing their second leg of whatever tour they're on Mm -hmm. yeah
1: no no shows out here like close to us Mm -hmm. i think they're playing they're like uh, east coast yeah and then i might go to europe they go to europe yeah nothing out west yet Mm -hmm. but we'll have to check them out when they do come but real quick for those listeners who don't know can you explain what thug and b is
0: so the thug and b (laughs) it's like r&b but just a little bit harder so it's like when Ghostface sings like a love song or like fabulous and stuff like that, or fabulous, Fonte.
1: or you know LL Cool J, LL like cool J. some of the heavyweights have done it. So if you mm-hmm. listen, to, you know, up in the mix, our radio show, uh, we'd always do a little Thug and B segment. So yes. Sweet You is definitely in a the Thug and B, Thug and B song in, in that genre, that category. Genre. Yes, mm-hmm. sir.
0: But yeah, and it's fun because it's just like you know, it's not all about grabbing the air. You know, like those R and B guys and shout out to you all you. Know.
1: 80s people who know what we're talking about yeah yes. people grabbing air and music videos <laughs> and
0: crying a little bit you know but it's just sometimes that tough love too you know showing how you know like even thugs need love too so. exactly mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> just cause, you know just because your heart is a rock
0: doesn't mean you got a little soft cushy inside you know? exactly
1: yeah. stop being fronting all the time <laughs> yeah you know you want some you know of you that. got feelings too
0: you know you want some of that good old love. <laughs> The, the there's, 50s, the there's one
1: there's an old ass one you probably you probably have to only look it up on youtube but it's 50 sit and destiny's child called thug love oh yeah that's a, that's the banger right there <laughs> yeah. for those Fifty those does a lot of yeah, the... for those of you who don't mm. know like we were talking about go listen to that song yes <clears throat> uh-huh oh. ladies and gentlemen it's for you mm-hmm. you know unites us <laughs> yes but anyways <laughs> like cuffing really? season still in full effect yeah don't just... You know, the snow's just a reminder. It's still mm-hmm. cuffing season, still, guys. It's still so, cupcake season. Yeah. For you fuckboys out there who try... Me. For you fuckboys out there who, like, made moves too soon <laughs> and now you're lonely and it's cold again. Because, you, you know, you're like, oh, flip-flop played, season. You played I'm yourself. Out. <laughs> you played yourself. Well, so premature and a lot of premature Hustling things. A backwards. Yeah. A lot, what, of what, a lot of premature fuck things Fuckboys are premature good. with a lot of things, you know? Yes. <laughs> 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 Step your game up, you know? Mm-hmm. gotta get your grown folk on. Yeah. Stop acting... You know, stop just...
0: Stop fucking up, fuckboys. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do better. <laughs> Killer like, 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 mike be song.
1: You raised a bunch of fuckboys. <laughs> Next time, do, do better. better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Golden life as a parent. Yeah. Don't
0: raise a fuckboy. No, it's hard though. Mm. It is. Especially with the interwebs. Raising <sighs> your child. Man, Intranet. Mm.
1: Yes, limit your boys. children's oh. YouTube access because it's mm-hmm. a terrible, terrible influence on them. Mm.
0: And take them on trips.
1: Yes. Trips. Yes. Yes. Experiences over things. Yeah,
0: trips over toys. Exactly. So, you know, except for sneakers. So, you know.
1: But anyways. (laughs) I gave up to have it. It's a very uh, (laughs) important part of the show. It's our meandering questions. Yes. All right. The hard-hitting
0: questions everybody wants to know.
1: We have some random ones. We've got some specifically for you. We used to call them rapid fire, but that was just a blatant big ass fucking lie. (laughs) Yeah. Because they're not rapid. (laughs) Never. You can take as much time, explain them as in depth as you want. Yeah. Just to, uh, you know, to share share your experience with the world and life with our listeners.
3: All right. Let's get into it.
1: All right. First question. First one. Super important stuff here. Mm -hmm. Cheeseburger or pizza?
3: Mm, (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Well, if I still ate meat, uh,
0: cheeseburger. Is you a burger?
3: Yeah. But well it depends on did, can I pick from where? Yeah. Yes, that's, so that's the next ah. part. So
1: like you're a vegetarian I, yeah. now. Oh, so please. if you were if you could have a bur- any burger, where would the one burger you'd
3: want to have well, be? Well, I don't know great vegetarian burgers everywhere, but uh I would have a fat burger. A Fat, fat burger.
0: in and out's great. Don't get me wrong. But fat burger, that's that's, <sighs> that's your your gym. Gym. next level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love fat burger. So um in Sacramento there's this place called Burger Patch that yeah. I actually had, like, a couple weekends ago. And they do, like, no dairy in the cheese, too. Yeah. And, like, super, like, um, with their vegetables and stuff, um, where they get them and how they get them. And it actually tasted pretty close to In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. And it was vegetarian? And vegetarian. Vegan, too? Vegan, no dairy. Wow. And, because, uh, like, we, we were coming back from San Francisco, and we tried to go eat at a p- bunch of places on a Sunday, and they were all full. So I was like, oh, this place, Burger Patch, like, I'm not scared of vegetables and shit, you know? So <laughs> you know, I don't know why I don't know why I don't know why people like, you know, Brian who doesn't want to eat like a vegetarian or vegan yeah. burrito. Shots fired. Yes. Because just- <laughs> I get mad. I get mad at him. I'm like, it tastes fucking awesome. He's like, There's no meat, it's not the same, man, but it still fucking tastes good, motherfucker. Yeah, it doesn't matter, it tastes good Yeah. Yeah, the con
3: again, the story we tell ourselves that we need meat. Hey, don't get me wrong, I'm nothing against meat. I just mm. started five months ago mm. and <laughs> I thought I I thought I was gonna die trying, <laughs> to be honest. And I've have not craved meat since I started to be honest I I do not crave it like my body doesn't say I need it it's mm-hmm. it's how you eat and what you eat yeah, yeah it's the story we I've tell been ourselves i replacing
1: mm-hmm. meat like in certain things and like yeah you don't miss it it's just convenient
3: yeah. Yeah, it is and it's easier mm-hmm. to get the protein. to me I just, I just have to eat more I still love the gym yeah I still love to lift heavy weights. Like I haven't lost weight really. Mm -hmm. I mean, I lost weight in the Amazon, but I didn't lose weight from vegetarian eating vegetarian. It's just no, like the so much better. Shout out
1: Nick. Nick, he's a bodybuilder and And he's he's vegan. vegan. Yeah. yeah, you can. He is
0: yoked, and he's like, yo, I get to eat more shit. Like that's yeah, the thing. I can thing. eat way more. Mm-hmm. I can eat way more. And your you body process. Light. Yeah, your body processes dude, my, better.
3: My body's so much happier with mm-hmm. me
0: since I've started. Like you can feel the difference. No. and like the lady and I, have just been cooking home at more. Like we still eat meat and stuff, but just like a yeah. little bit cleaner. And like one time I went to like Burger King, and like I was like, oh. I was like, yo, I, I was like, it's late. I'm not gonna cook dinner. I'm tired. Half you know? a burger in, dude. I ate the whole thing. I think because I was so hungry. <laughs> Than eat all day and i ate half of hers too and i was just like oh, shut the fuck
1: down I was like, oh,
5: yeah sounds, and
0: i was like i can't do i was anything. telling you like
1: last uh, month like hadn't eaten fast food in mm-hmm. forever had some it them, super terrible. sick the next day yeah
0: so that's why like lately we've just been sticking to like chipotle you know like yeah, it's
2: still good, fast yeah. still fast food but better but better you, yeah. yeah like a, like i
1: I, mm-hmm. I was telling like one of my students i'm like yeah like you know i try and eat all organic food like no chemicals, nothing processed, mm. and she was like, "Ew, that sounds disgusting." I'm like, "No, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> no way chemicals, better. Sounds yeah, gross. it's way better." Those I'm like, no just chemicals sound yeah. terrible. simple things like, yeah. even like toothpaste and deodorant mm. and shampoo and soap just. Going like with natural stuff and not
0: your body feels better, especially as we're older now.
1: Well, you don't notice it until you go back mm, to the other. Yes, Yes.
3: exactly. Mm -hmm. What I've told, what I've like when I help trying people understand is, I get a lot of the oh, I could never. Oh, I could never. Yeah, well, just your willpower doesn't meet your desire. It's just, it's you don't have a strong enough willpower for your desire. Yeah, and it's, and it's easier, right? And, you know, w- w- when I had read about this, it's like, well, what do the animals eat? They eat, well, not the ones in America because they eat force-fed pellets of <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um, regular animals eat the the plants mm-hmm. they eat the earth and so they've already taken all the nutrients from the sun and the earth already they've digested the nutrients they've they've used them all up and then you're just eating processed nutrients you're getting second hand nutrients no. so why not just eat from the source yeah like cows cows yeah. eat
0: grass and stuff like that yeah. and they're huge yeah they're, yeah, they're,
3: they're yeah. big yeah, it's just you need to eat more. It's as just a human
1: the changing, yeah, the, mm-hmm. the thing like, it's just your mentality.
3: Yeah, it's
0: the mindset, the story then, we've been told. Yeah, and then the, like they make it palatable. It's not like it tastes like cardboard, you like, know? Yeah, don't get me I wrong. thought it would be
3: bad, and yeah. now you, you're cooking at home every night for the last two months, it's, oh my God. Yeah, the like, don't, meals yeah, don't get amazing. me wrong. Like,
1: I still enjoy a fucking cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah I yeah. would too. Every once in a I around. would too, trust <laughs> me, I know Every I would. once in a while, but like, <laughs> it's little things like, okay, I don't have a turkey sandwich every day for lunch, you know, like, you know, change it up and have... You know, cook more black beans mm-hmm. and just replace, yeah, you know, it's just little yeah, things sure. like that. Like, exactly, it's just replacing like beef and th- like in dishes, just replace it with something else that isn't, you know, you can still get your protein other ways.
3: Well, it's like, like we're told as kids, like, we're supposed to drink milk to get our calcium. Like, that's you know, also that's, such that's, shit. That's, the that's milk bullshit. is so bad for our it's so body, it's terrible, it's so bad. And like,
0: in like, uh, all that, it does not even good for your bones. You no, know? too much, you get osteoporosis. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's just natural ways to get, it. you know, those so other things. Yeah. That, it's just little things but like, like yeah. replace mm-hmm. chips with like almonds or like
0: just I do trail mix at I like work. I do like dried mangoes now and like oh, I dried mangoes are the best. Dude, they're, they're in the but they're living in the Philippines where you get them. Yes. Like, oh, and they're it was like crack. Yeah. And, like, even here, like, it's just like, if I, I gotta make Shout sure. Shout out to all the Filipinos because yeah. they know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. They,
3: they loved me because I love f- f- dried mangoes. Yes.
0: <laughs> and, then, like, think if I bring the whole bag, I'll eat the whole bag. Yeah, in you one don't city. give me one bag. Yeah. And done. that's why I gotta do a little zip block bag because they're yeah. not. You're fucking that shit out. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Give me that. Just the zombie apocalypse happens. And just give me a carton of dried mangoes and send me off.
0: I'm good. <laughs> you, you'll last a week. <laughs> no more mangoes. <laughs> You're You're I'll eat all of this. No, but that's the thing. And, like, you know, like, going to the bathroom is better, you know? Like, it's crazy.
1: Get that regularity on. Yeah, <laughs> hey, all that fiber. I will admit. All that fiber. The regularity <clears throat> is yeah, taking place. It's fantastic. Well, that's how it all started with me is last year when I got sick. Oh, yeah. Talking to my doctor. And he was like, you know, like, you need to. Start switching up a little bit. just like, yeah, you want to be healthier. So I did research, mm-hmm. talked to other people. and <clears throat> Just make changes over time slowly.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, uh, like uh, Maya, you know, how, like, she's, like. She looks fantastic, and like the thing is, like she's like, she I, just looks fantastic. Yeah, I she's like I switched it a little by little. I started with like a you know two months challenge or whatever, did that, and I I liked it, and then then she gets a little bit deeper and deeper. So she's like you know tenth degree vegan or whatever. I don't yeah, know. I think I vegans know, I a bit much
3: for me. I love being mm-hmm. vegetarian. and oh, don't get me wrong, I, I don't lie. Like I do eat fish occasionally, so I mm-hmm. guess you could call me pescatarian, mm-hmm. but very rarely. Yeah, once a month, maybe twice a month, if that. Mm-hmm. yeah it's cool. just so, all you know, what we put in and, and like again it's self-love love yourself i love what you're mm-hmm. putting in this system yeah. man. this avatar is a special unit we got this sleeve <laughs> take care of this like, thing the spacesuit, the meat wagon yeah. like the meat, like meat wagon, wagon. Like you just gotta it
1: takes a second to like mm-hmm. change the product you buy yeah. yeah yeah like shout out to Vinny last week you know talking about mm-hmm. like he was making all of his products and he was like it took a long time for us to make them all natural without chemicals but he's like it's worth it like yeah the, we want that's what I wanted it was longer and like you know inconvenient but the, like, in the long run
3: yeah it's better it's moving that
0: way though like and the see, more people do it, it the is cheaper it's the easier it like, becomes exactly. the more easily accessible the full circle
1: yeah. shout out to uh, the homies Nam eats back Reno's number one food truck it Ooh. is a vegan food truck what and uh, you know their food truck burned down last year but they just opened up their new restaurant in West Street Market. Uh, brick and mortar week, their first brick oh, and mortar have spot. To take me yeah it's, so it's gonna good. have to take me for Let's sure go on a fucking the date. Best Let's burritos do ever and yeah so uh mm-hmm. you know i was happy to see it was crazy like i saw their they ran out of food one night and mm-hmm. then i saw their instagram uh friday night and i was like mm-hmm. that line's hell long yeah like i saw people <laughs> they were sharing on their social media like people posting like driving up from the bay area just to Shut come like get up. their food mm-hmm. so uh yeah, excited for Ed and Looking uh, forward to it. Carly and Robin yeah. over there,
0: and it's like super good. And they switch a little things all the time, it's you just know. How you cook it, man? Yeah, it's and like that's the what thing. You put in it.
1: Mm-hmm. So check them out, uh, West Street Market. We'll probably have them on the show soon again. Yeah, again, uh, have them back because we haven't talked to them since before the the truck burn. No. Yeah,
0: and see how this process because it's like it's brick and mortar is different than the food truck. A lot more goes into it. Let's see why they're not called rapid fire. Cause that was all just question one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to do question two, even though he kind of already said it?
1: Um, we can change it up. Actually. Yeah. Like-,
0: oh, like, I'll change it up. What's the next place you want to travel to?
3: Ooh. Um, the next big thing on my list, I've hit pretty much all my top stuff. Um, would be tibet nepal tibet nepal yeah that i just because i've heard so many things about their history and, and about like what china's kind of doing to the area and that if you don't get there in the next five to ten years china's making it more touristy and so like all the real real rural areas that where you can really experience their culture is getting pushed to the back and it's just all this commercial shit and it's like get out there before it gets too bad oh, shit, um man. yeah i've I've, that would probably be one of the next top ones that I need to get to because I've, I guess unless it's Antarctica, but
0: <laughs> I've done let's, pretty much let's my do top, trip. Let's, let's, go, let's go have Here's fun with some penguins. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I actually, one of my coworkers because I uh, heard like she's a science teacher, her husband was a scientist. They would actually been to Antarctica. They had been to all seven continents. Oh,
3: oh dang, it's hard to get there. I mean, you can yeah. get there. It's just expensive. Yeah, super, super expensive.
1: But it was like something they wanted to do. Yeah. So they saved up for did a couple they, of years. Did
3: they get to go on the continent or just boat by?
1: They took a boat and then they like, I, I, they like went, like, uh, like you like go ashore.
3: See, so yeah, that would be cool to walk on it if mm-hmm. you could at least get there. They got know? like
1: yeah. around the tip. I forgot which little yeah. archipelago, whatever. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Write your name in the snow a little bit. To, yeah. <laughs> Take a picture with, with a penguin. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, you don't want to. Oh. you don't want to hurt them. You don't want to hurt them.
1: That's a yeah. That's uh, thought you get the, another coronavirus. That's in the next, is, <laughs> <laughs> penguin flu going. <laughs> Patient zero. Oh
0: shit. Oh shit. They just leave me there. Yeah. That's what we're going to call it. The oh shit virus. The, the oh shit virus. <laughs> All right. That works. Yeah. Next
1: question. Where would you live in the world if you could? Like, if money was no object and you could live wherever you wanted, where would you live?
3: Jeez. Mm, that's a deep question. Um, money was no object. Uh, there is a nice project in mind that um me and my best friend, my brother over in Bali wanna do is a project in the jungle of Bali, which we get to help people through uh, in indigenous like medicine and, and retreats and mindful work and hold a space for like artists to come and record music and um if I if money was no, no object and I could do it right now, that's what I'd do. I would move to Bali, I would we would open, we'd buy space in the jungle, and we would build this like Total retreat space for people to come and come and stay. Yeah, that would be my number one if I could do that right now.
0: Okay, nice. Looks like Bali is a place it's on the list. We'll see what. It, yeah, uh, let me see. Craziest thing you've ever experienced while you were traveling, other than being broken, knowing nobody. <laughs> 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 oh man, man, there's been. <sighs> you know, especially like working at those like casinos and like, or just yeah,
1: your experiences in the jungles, South America, the
0: jungle, the jungle definitely set some high expectations. Like,
3: so out of my three months in South America, I spent a month actually in the jungle, like in the Amazon. Do you see the predator? No, he was. he didn't show up. <laughs> oh, unfortunately. <shit. laughs> um, I Yeah. Unfortunately, he didn't. I was searching for that. Fortunately. Either one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not really sure. Again, I don't know which one it is. If it's if I'm fortunate or unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I spent two weeks in the jungle of Colombia, in the Amazon area of Colombia, and I spent two weeks in the jungle of Peru. Um, I would say um, probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen is when I was in the Amazon in Peru. Have you you've seen Avatar? Yeah. You know, the, in the movie, the, the tree that has the leaves that glow at night? Yeah. That's real what there's only like 10 trees in the world that does that? that's real yeah damn uh, yeah i thought that was all fake that movie's about a bunch of real shit if you really know what's going on it's pretty deep um so i would say mm-hmm. out of the, i mean i've seen the Great wall of china i've seen the pyramids which were two of my number ones i've seen machu picchu but man seeing this tree that like had life and if you take those leaves away from the tree they, they stop glowing but if you really. bring them back to the tree they'll glow again that's how much energy comes from this Whoa. tree. Yeah, it's pretty powerful
0: shit. Did you camp out there and just take in? No, because it's in the
3: middle of the jungle. Like it's pitch black. Like I couldn't even see my hand in front of my face. Oh dang! When you go, you bring out lights, and mm. indigenous tribes take you out, and they come out with a machete in case there's a panther or an anaconda, and they they watch the area, and then they leave you with the tree to you know see the tree. Um, but when you're there, you can't see anything. Like it's pitch black. And so, yeah, you have like a connection with the tree wire there, which is pretty
4: epic. Dude, is yeah,
3: awesome. It's real shit. Like that avatar is about real shit. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, pretty intense. I would say that's the coolest mm-hmm. thing I've probably ever seen. Craziest thing I've mm-hmm. ever seen or everything that's ever happened to me. Oh man. I mean, I've had some crazy run-ins in Europe, I've gone to some fights, not by on purpose. <laughs> that wasn't like almost <laughs> to, almost only in Europe. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I mind my business after that. I realized like that could have been some, that might not have ended too well. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't say I've had too many crazy things that have happened to me. One of probably the funnest, crazy things I've ever done was learning to skydive, um, getting my license to skydive by myself. Oh, nice. Yeah. How many jumps does that take? Uh, Well, in a normal course, it takes about 15 to 19, I think. Uh, But the course I took, when I took it in 2006, had become one of the most accelerated courses in the world. And you can get your certification in six jumps. Dang. Yeah, so it's 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 in partnership with indoor training. You do indoor tunnel flying, which is incredibly helpful. It's night and day difference when you learn how to do that. And then you go jump out the plane, and you run through a series of six jumps. If you pass all six jumps, you're certified.
0: Dang. Yeah,
3: it was yeah. epic. Yeah, that was one of the ones, like, just, you know, ripping the fear off and just yeah. saying, I'm going to make
0: this happen, you know, breaking, mm. breaking your own barriers down, you know? Like, and, like, that's, like, a crazy subculture because, salute to Brown Johnny – He's like a skydiver and he has certified that he has a squirrel suit. Yeah, so that's could, a dream. So he could do that. And then, like, all the homies, like, he's in the Bay Area, he lives in Oakland. And every time I meet him, they're like, it's just like a different character, like a surfer, you know, and yeah. like a skateboarder and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, they're, 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 that mind is, yes. they're crazy, man. Mm-hmm.
3: You gotta be a bit crazy to do that stuff. And then they do it
0: all the time. Like, yeah. he's out there jumping at least like once or twice a month. You know, sometimes they all get together and just jump out, and like they just train it for like you know the whole weekend. Yeah,
3: they they do retreats where you could go for a week, and then you at the drop zones you pay for a week to be there, and you get unlimited jumps. And usually mm-hmm. it's anywhere from thirty to fifty jumps in seven days. Yeah, and they camp yeah, and, and they you like, just nonstop. You land, just, jump, mm-hmm. pack your bag, get in the plane, go up, mm-hmm. go down, land, jump, get up, go back. It's just nonstop yeah. all day. And they it's just got cool these shit. planes all like, and there's just yeah. people
0: like he show he has a GoPro now, so like. Um, he's all the videos. Yeah. Oh, it's epic. Mm-hmm. And oh, he's like, yo, I love to do that. yes. And Brown Johnny is a little off.
3: <laughs> you gotta be to do that, to jump yeah. out of a perfectly good airplane. Yeah, you gotta uh, numerous times. Off. Yeah.
1: Um, what's the number one misconception about the world that people from the U S have or just like, what's the number one misconception about be, uh, like the rest of the world compared to the U S that people here have?
3: Um, well, I hated the biggest one for me. was like, it's scary, right? Like, scary out there when i right when i got landed from turkey i was like in the states i was we were coming through immigration this guy was like we were chatting and i told him i just spent a month in turkey and he's like wasn't it scary weren't you scared to be there alone like it's scary and i was like people are actually amazingly nice i don't know what you're talking about i think that one of the biggest is that we're told it's so scary it's not it's actually less scary than being here Mm -hmm. way less scary um I would say um,
1: they don't do they don't do uh school shooting safety drills on their school. Sure there?
3: don't. Sure don't. Yeah. Just
1: instilling people of terror from fucking from five kids. Five years
3: old. Exactly. That's the thing is like, you know, it's it's scarier to be here. You can't even go to the movies, can't go to a theater, can't you know you can't send your kids to school where but here we're told it's scary out there, which it's so, you know,
0: the divide, the divide is unbelievable. Yeah. And like, like you said, like people don't travel because of that.
3: Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. then, and then, and then when you, the, the few that start to travel people outside the world, again, this goes back to your question is that people, Americans are untraveled and undereducated mm-hmm. and they that's what people
0: view the Americans mm-hmm. as because that's
3: really what we put
0: off. Yeah. And that's also the truth though. Like It is. Mm-hmm. And our
3: country is very low in education and mm-hmm. people in the world know this. Mm-hmm. And so that is the conception of Americans.
0: No, it's crazy because you go and like, oh, you're like, you're from America really? You know, and they kinda cause like they're surprised they're, when you're not stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you're traveled. Yeah, and like open, like talk like we talk about everything, you yeah. know? And like I just randomly meet people. Like that's my favorite to like sit at a bar and then like Chat pick up a conversation with people. people. Like when I went to London, um, the first question they would always ask is like, how do you feel about, about your prayer? Yeah. yeah. That's all I got. Too yeah. For it,
3: three years. What's up with your boy Trump? Yeah. That's all I get all the time. And that's What's up they, with your
0: boy as, Trump. As soon as you say, <laughs> fuck that, fuck that guy. They're like, all right, we could talk to you, you know? <laughs> and then it was like, it's crazy. It was like his dad and him, you know, and we just had this awesome conversation after the football game and it was tight. Yeah. Once and, you
3: can get past the exterior, once yeah. they realize like, okay, you're not, they don't, you are not what they expect. Yeah. And it's much different. Mm-hmm. Just like when you start to travel and you realize it's not what they've told me it's going yeah. to be, then Americans will go, dude, mm-hmm. it's all bullshit. Yeah. It's vice versa. You know it goes. It's well almost ways. like the system is designed mm-hmm. to keep us ignorant, ignorant weird, and those minded. Right. Weird.
1: It's right. like they don't want you to know like be free thinkers. <laughs> weird. <It's> so funny. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. So funny. Uh-huh. It's like almost on purpose. Yes. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> almost on purpose. It's almost yeah. literally. Skynet like the- save <Ooh>. us. <laughs>
0: Uh, not the Skynet from China, though. No,
1: not Skynet from China, no. no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that one, face detection and all kinds of things. Uh, let's see, what's the next one? It's last one. Last one. The, if you had a choice of dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would they be?
3: Oh, dude. <laughs> that is a big, big question. Dig deep dude. here, son.
0: You probably already had dinner with the predator <laughs> in the Amazon. He <laughs> just so didn't know it. Cross that one off. Yeah. <laughs> Watching
3: you. Um, all right three people dinner um and not to like try and kiss ass here but because of where i'm going with the movement i want to do and like how i want to influence people like sitting with mlk would be pretty powerful Mm. you know just to understand like his mindset man that dude had was fearless it's not about race it's about what this dude did and like to step out of his comfort zone and like possibly no one will join you it's possible, yeah, um, and no one might believe you. And, and they
1: killed him when he stopped talking about race and started focusing on everyone. Yes, yeah. And then, they, then he died mm-hmm. when he started talking about bringing everyone together and connecting the dots. All of a sudden, right?
0: That's what usually killed. what happens. Something, something fishy. Like, oh shit! Oh shit! People yeah. are starting to follow him and bringing everyone together. We don't want that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be definitely because where I'm trying to go, like. To understand my journey that would be one person i already know who my last is so let me try and think of my second um man, that's a deep question i don't think about shit like that I'm trying <laughs> to think out where i can go when i don't know anybody yeah <laughs> um man all right for i'll say my second my last one then i'll try and get back to it would be my father um i lost my dad in 2017 and like realizing my life now and what I've done with my life and how my life's Your went. perspective. It's put into perspective how much of a role model he actually was for me. Even though he never traveled other than when I took him. Mm. Like what I, how my life is set up internally is who he was as a human. And I'm just so thankful. I wish I, I never got to thank him for that. You know, like take for granted those times that we have the people around. And then you don't realize Give until them they're Give the flowers gone, while they're here. Man, me. actually, I'm going to be doing one of my videos soon about that. About thanking your role models. And um, I just, you know, I wish I could think, sit down and t- chat with him just one more. Just let mm. me get one chat with this man. Yeah. You know, he's epic. Um, and, you know, actually, would be pretty cool to meet, which I never got to meet, was his dad, because he was an immigrant from Ireland and moved to the States. And I would really love to get to chat with him because I don't know much about him at all. And he was a business owner, he owned a business, um, he did have seven kids, um, he lived in two countries. And yeah, I would love to know more about this guy. I don't nice. really, yeah, I don't know anything about him really.
0: Awesome.
1: Yeah, I feel like someone mm. else didn't Vinny say the same thing?
0: Something like that. Yeah, like Some he ra- said, his, he said
1: his, gra- like his, his great grandfather or something, just to mm-hmm. learn more about his family and yeah, stuff. His family, yeah, same mm-hmm. same people on the yeah. same energy. Two, yeah. per-
0: two personal, one business. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well. You made it through. Ah, Congratulations, thank you, gentlemen! Yeah. I you completed the meandering
1: through. questions yeah. it's a section of the show, and you mm-hmm. won. So good job!
3: I
0: appreciate. Yeah, it. <laughs> that was fun.
3: Mm-hmm. Put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do we have? A, we don't have a fuck boy of the week this week. Uh, can you think of anything off the top of your head? No, I can. I didn't see anything. Trump. That, I mean, he could. He's our all-time. All-time, one. He, time, he yeah. Always get it, but.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't, I didn't see
3: anything mm-hmm. this week. Uh, Hero of the week this week.
0: Hero I didn't I didn't see anything.
3: Oh uh, man, I saw I posted one on my Instagram the other day and I mean I don't know his name personally, but this dude was uh I don't know if you saw it, this dude was I don't know if he was in the military, but he was overseas like in the Middle East and he got caught in this position where they were about to like kidnap him, like the ISIS were about to kidnap him and he knew it and he called an airstrike on himself to kill these people. And just to protect himself and to die honorably, and like to get rid of these people in one area, and so like to me, that was pretty honorable. Dude, like, that's hard That's yeah, Damn, That's that's, an that's epic hard. Shot. And like in in his like radio to like his general, he was like, "Tell my wife and family that I love them, and I did this for our country." And he's an American, mm-hmm. and he did this for our country. And he's like, "You know, we got more of these people." <sighs> Man, that's some intense shit. That's wild.
1: Damn, sacrificing yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what they're trained to do, though. Yeah, like that's. But we don't
3: hear about that shit all the time, you no. know. Like these mm-hmm. people are real heroes, you know.
0: Crazy. Out there fighting, you know. Sometimes, you know, I think, you know, some, because I got friends out there right now, like, Mm. you know, salute to you, Sam, you know, but like, it's like sometimes they even know they're going for the wrong reason, but they're going there for their brothers. Yeah. That's, that's, it's crazy. That's the
1: thing. Like, no, they're sacrificing themselves Mm -hmm. like that. Like, you got to make sure they're there for the right reasons. Like, that they're sacrificing Mm -hmm. for something, you know, that's worthwhile. They're living
3: for something worthwhile. yeah. 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 To them at least. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's their worthwhile. And I guess that, that's a huge point, I guess, into all of us. Like, you should be living for... If, like, these people are div- mm-hmm. li- dying for us and that's what they really believe in. Why, why can't we live without fear and do the things that we want, that we yeah. really want to do for ourselves, die doing the things that we want to do? Mm-hmm. Instead, we get caught doing all this people bullshit.
1: Just, you know, people, there's... <clears throat> throughout history, there's mm-hmm. always going to be people who will exchange, you know, a little bit of comfort, a little bit of false security, you know, safety yeah. for you know, giving up their freedom. Mm. Like that's that's the problem. Like, yeah. you scare people enough, they're willing to sacrifice their freedom to feel safe. And that's, yeah. you know, like, that's why in, if you look at, like, you know, certain people in this country, they always use fear tactics. A lot, because much. it's, that's what they, that's how you get controlled. If you can make people scared, you can control them. If you're not scared, no one can control you. If you're not, if you can't, if you're not scared, no one can control you. Because you're in control of yourself. yeah. But if someone else is scaring you and using that fear against you, they have control over you. And that's, you know, that's what they do here. They they scare us, you know, into thinking we can't have things. They scare us into thinking we can't do things. Like, if you look back in the history of our country, it used to be like, we're going to go out and do this. Like, throughout, you know, it was like, we're going to go to the moon. We're going to be the first people to go to the moon. We're going to do big things. And no one talks like that anymore.
3: Yeah, you're right. There's always that.
1: Like th- thinking about Martin Luther King Jr. Like, you know, he was like, we're going to do this. And they went out and did, did it. it. And like that used to be like how people felt in this country. And since then, like the people who talk like that, they literally just fucking killed them. And now everyone just lives in fear. It doesn't think we can accomplish anything because everything's always too expensive mm-hmm. or it's too hard. Yeah. Or like there's, you know, there's a billion different. Re- there's, anytime anyone s- tries to do anything that's good for everyone, all you hear is why they can't do it. There's no no one behind them trying to help them. It's always why you can't do something. And that's all you hear. If you look at politics, everything, all you hear in this country is why you can't do something. You can't legalize this. You can't give people this. You can't do this for people. It's always going back to like, it's too expensive. But like, look at the things that you always have money for and look with the things you never have money for. And that shows you what the priorities of like our society are.
3: Yeah. I always got money for a nice car. Always got money for a nice house. Mm -hmm. I ain't got no money to go live your life. And travel, yeah. Go be free. Mm -hmm. Go do the things you want to do. Create a business. Mm -hmm. Do the things you want. Oh, man. So true. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that is a big reason why I don't want to be here, right? The mindset. And it's not, you know, it's not that I feel that everyone thinks that way, but collectively. Like- That's what you're taught. People look at me like I'm an alien because I don't want to live here. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, and it's because yeah, I I want the freedom. I want to feel like I can achieve. And it. you have to sacrifice mm-hmm. some yeah. things. Yeah, you for do got to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, it does look like I get to have this amazing, beneficial life that you know I, that looks like on. But you, know, you might not have a nice car. I don't own a car. I don't own a home. Sometimes I don't sleep to travel. You know, sometimes yeah. I sleep on beds like in a in an eight room bedroom. You know, like I give up things that most people won't give up to have, and so I get to live the life that I want. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is, you, like you said, the sacrifice. sacrifice. Sacrifice they're not disciplined enough to sacrifice what they for what they want
1: like I know you know I've known people who go to the job they hate just because they don't want to give up what they have to get what they want
0: yeah yeah so yeah. true, and I use mine for means, you know, to like I could travel more. And, like, yeah, and that's and, and fine, and, but like that's and, the sacrifice, that's yeah. The and, sacrifice. and now with the baby, you yeah. know, like that's another thing. Your if you're gonna sacrifice family.
1: yourself yeah. for a job, you need to be doing it so you can do what you want. Yeah, exactly. you know, a lot
3: of people that, mm. that bartender do things because it gives them the freedom you know, to, to do. go
0: do those things, yeah. Like, the homie Rich, like, he's a bartender and he goes to camps and takes you know his pictures out in the wilderness, and, Yeah, it's amazing. And the only reason he can do it because he's a bartender you know?
3: Yeah. It's nice. And it goes back to the, the all that negativity and it's, just, um, the, the can't, the cannot, you, it's too much. Can, how could you do like that? Like
1: I know like I just, I, you know, I, I changed schools this year. Like I couldn't, it was, I was done. Like I needed to, like I didn't, the situation was just over, you know, like it wasn't enjoyable. So I was like, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And like, I know people who will stay, like teachers will stay at a school. They don't like in a situation they hate. When you can't, like, something as simple Ugh. as that, and, like, you're not helping anyone. No one. Because you're going to make it worse for the kids when mm-hmm. you hate it. Um, and people do that in their regular, like, stay in a job. Like, you could find another job. Stay in a
3: relationship. Mm-hmm. Stay in a re- <sighs> yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: Stay yeah. in a relationship. Yeah, that's the thing. People yeah. will, start, like, just out of convenience and lazy, yeah, yeah, like, exactly. intellectual laziness.
3: Like what kind of life is that? Like it's one of the, my biggest mottos. You only get is, one. Uh, You're only here for so long. That's why my one of my biggest mottos is um, one is I have tattooed on me. No regrets of yesterday, no fear of tomorrow. But I love this one is um live a life that's worth living. Mm-hmm. Like it's the only one in this body that you got. Like yeah. make it worthwhile, like, what, whatever like that if is. If
1: you look and examine your life where you are, like why are you where you are? Is it because that's what you thought and expected it to be when you were like ten? Or have you like made consciously made choices to, you know, do the things you want to do? Or are yeah. you just living mm-hmm. out some fucking archetype or some fucking path that was set before you by someone else? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I mean, and there's two sides to that, right? There are the people that, that there's a group of that want, you know, the, the same steady nine to five. You know, the home life, the mm-hmm. kids and family, and then there's the people like me that want to travel the world, and I don't want that life. There's nothing wrong with either side. It's just, again, what you, you gotta say. You got to be happy with it. Mm-hmm. It's what the decisions that you want. Are they your decisions? Are they decisions that you made for mm-hmm. yourself, or is it because it was this archetyped, structured lifestyle that you thought, yeah. I need to fit inside of?
0: Right. And it yeah. is it is tough, and that's the thing, because yeah, the sacrifice, because yeah. there, there are barriers that you know have been put up. For but I think, but then you can by your choices you know slowly break them sure. down and then it's hard it's hard because it we has- all know of
1: people who have gotten to a certain point and they realize it's not that's not you know that's i think that's why like d- the divorce rate is so high yeah i feel like that's why so many people are unhappy is because they've made these choices and they would come to realize it too late it's never too late to, to change that. Yeah. Like whatever, you know, like you see people come out who have like a family and kids and they come out and they're like, they've been gay their whole life living. Like, living under the law. Li- yeah. So when you see stuff like that, and you're like, well, if they can make that big of a change late yeah. in life and admit something, like you should be able it's to admit to yourself you don't like your current you know, job situation. or situation, yeah, like exactly. temporary situation. Exactly. And it's like, you're dating someone you don't like like it's you're just dating them like mm-hmm. it should be easy to stop that and move on or, Yeah. or if you have a job you don't like or whatever it is it's
3: also too like i think people get afraid to make changes because of how our society looks at the, the ability of making changes let's just take divorce for instance it's told it's so bad it's so bad if you divorce someone especially if you divorce twice god forbid you divorce 3 times you're a terrible human being well, f- at least you're trying. Yeah. Who cares? At least mm-hmm. you're trying. Like you changing jobs. Why would you change jobs? Well, I'm not happy, so I'm gonna go mm-hmm. try something else. People are afraid to try, and because of what they think someone else is gonna say, say, do, reply, conceive of them. They don't. It's too fearful. So yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. I guess one other thing too so is like change your words, change your world, change mm-hmm. how you think about yourself, what you say to people, what you say to yourself, and your entire world will change. Don't let someone else define you. Yeah, true that.
1: Well, is there anything else Mm -hmm. before we move on? You want you want to talk about or anything we haven't mentioned that uh, you want to talk about? We're almost done.
3: No, man, I appreciate it. And. I'm probably gonna be in a town in a few more months. I would love to come back on. I think I want to start my own podcast, not to try and like rival you guys, yeah. but about travel yeah. and well, like like you said,
1: it's a community. We wanna yeah. help mm-hmm. you. know, I had a meet one of my meetings this week was helping like another group up at UNR who wanted to start a podcast. It's epic. And like, you know, just talking to them and seeing their vision and you know, trying to help yeah. them out. You know, it's, it's, it's inspire like the people we interview, you know, we pe- we interviewed all sorts of different people, but just hearing their stories inspires us. Like yeah. keeps us going. We hear their journey. Are here like the struggles they've gone through right. to get to where, you know. Some we've some people have got where they want to be, and some people are just starting out. Yeah, and you just you know it's all similar. You know, the, the themes are the same, but uh, helping
3: the collective instead of driving the divide. Like I'm successful, I don't want you to be, so you figure it out on your own. It's like no. Let the more we drive the collective, mm-hmm. the more we're together, the more we're going in the right direction is a positive change. Yeah,
1: like we were talking about the other night. Like humans are are social people, and I feel like that's. If you don't have a large social group, I feel like that's part of why people are sad because they don't feel connected to to enough people. Yeah, and you need that. Like you need friends and family and other people to feel connected to. Look
3: at back to when we were cavemen. We had tribes. We had group. We stayed together. We didn't Mm -hmm. drive. Even look at
1: like chimpanzees and like our ants. Like in the wild, like (laughs) they have like they they if they're off by themselves, they get depressed and like literally die. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know like people just you know you got to have that connection and that involves like you know that's again another step like putting yourself out there not having fear not being afraid of what someone's going to think or say
3: yeah that's been nice for me is finding the people out in the world that i that i identify with it's not like people here in sparks that i don't but um i just found more people that are more like me just because i'm born and raised here doesn't mean anything bad with it i just mm. found more people just, that you know, i align like with
1: just because you live close to someone doesn't mean they're gonna be or you know. even
3: have the same bloodline doesn't mm. mean you are going to connect with yes them. exactly
1: mm-hmm. and you gotta you know get out there and find find your people yes find, your, find people. your tribe yeah yeah
3: that's what i'm gonna do so we're gonna start tribe in bali that's what we're gonna do start the tribe nice
1: Like our, you know, like our Wu Tang, you know, like (laughs) shout out to all our Wu Tang fans out there. That's your tribe. I had a dream that Wu Tang (laughs) was a religion, like in the future. Did you saw RZA
3: did like some meditation thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he like made songs like positive affirmations stuff. I love it. Like it just that's the change is happening. Look at him. Like look where he started and look where he is now. Like Mm -hmm. he made a conscious choice to change, and he's driving a change into people that would see him not normally like that i'm like well if he can do it yeah
1: i can do it uh, you know like that's you, people like that got to be the first like they have the power and people can yes, see it's amazing you know live by that example yeah. you Definitely. can be the change mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. all right well uh real quick local news snow snow the weather changed finally <laughs> yeah um we knew all spring coming. is over yeah. and we're back to winter fools fools we'll see how long <laughs> we'll see how long this goes mm-hmm. uh, it's march 1st and snow on the ground but like yeah. last year last couple of years we've had
0: tons of snow in march yeah so you know
1: we'll see but usually we get
0: a lot towards the end of the winter mm-hmm. we'll see how
1: this goes we need it it's yeah been drought and then uh dodge for a cause as we said was this past weekend uh
0: yeah they're probably on the news too yeah they're uh, on
1: the news um ashley posted today that uh, she'll share the final results but i know they had already just from registration alone because mm-hmm. there's over sixty teams. Just before the day of, they'd already raised twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, Amazing. so uh, you know that's mm-hmm. a large chunk, and that's not including all the raffles and all the money yeah. that was uh, you know spent and donated yeah. yesterday at the event. So
0: and then salute to them and the baby.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Tito or is it T- is it Tino? tino right
0: tino tino martinez I remember I, uh, welcome to the world i was like call him latino right or yeah. Florent-
1: <laughs> he said like florentino like yeah daddy. yeah yeah so you know we welcome to the world <laughs> yeah tino martinez mm-hmm. uh, to the martinez family ashley yeah. Lena, and uh truby you know, congrats to you guys yes uh, past guests mm-hmm. on the show uh, local events um, this coming Saturday, March 7th.
0: Yeah, we have our disco party.
1: Disco party at Reno Yes. Uh, where the former Reno Bike Project is mm-hmm. on 4th Street. Uh, we will be doing a live edition of the radio show yes. from s- like 7 to 8, 8.30. Yeah. And then after that, we will be playing some uh, just, disco music. Yeah. We'll have a
0: photo booth. Raffle. Raffle. Nice.
1: Um, specially themed drinks. Yeah. It's free. You just come out. Have a good time. Mm-hmm. You'll see it on the on the Instagram, Facebook, out yeah. there on the web. So come celebrate with us. Uh, have a good time.
0: Yeah. So let's see. What else? Uh, you got your event coming up too, right?
1: Saturday, March 28th at the Holland Project is Between the Lyrics for Women of Hip Hop. Um, we sent out, I think there's 38 different artists this year. Uh, we sent out each artist gets a song and they have to make a piece of artwork for that mm. song. So mm-hmm. this year's theme is the Women of Hip Hop So uh, it's a fundraiser for Holland Project. We'll have some performances. I just, uh, Josue just hit me up, said he's down. We've got uh, Enigma Beats will be there and still working on a couple other things. So there'll be live music. uh, There'll be refreshments and uh, the art show itself, the silent auction where you can uh, bid on almost 40 different pieces of art. So Mm -hmm. all hip hop themed. So, make sure you check that out. That's Saturday, March 28th at 6 p.m.
0: Yeah, then Seven Out's playing, right?
1: Yeah, Band Seven Out. We just got the show confirmed. Uh, we're, it's way in the future, May 22nd. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I don't know if it's Friday. It's a Friday or Saturday, but we're playing at Picnic. Um, the rest of the lineup to be announced. Mm-hmm. A couple of their uh, uh, groups will probably be with us, but so we got to figure that out. Too. But yeah, that'll be way out. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And, uh thanks mike for yeah. coming on thank mm-hmm. you
0: for having me i appreciate it it was nice yeah. fun good conversation good learning experience mm-hmm. yeah it was a good learning experience yeah. before
1: we go if there's one thing you want to share to the listeners that you've learned from uh, your travels that's your perspective on life if there's one thing you want to share with them uh what's the thing you would want to share
3: Um, I would say that traveling of anything else has made me more associate with who I really truly am than anything else I've ever experienced in my life because I've been put into situations where I'm completely alone, and I've shared this with you on my on my Facebook post, but um, you're completely alone and you're forced to sit with yourself then be distracted by other people that you're trying to either think you want to be like or TV shows or movies or things that you're reading and you really are just alone and you really start to identify more with who you are, the values that you hold, things that are important to you, who you want to be and the people that you want to keep around you. And to me, like stepping out and being on my own and in my own space has really put me in a path of just really true identity. And yeah
0: that's been nice helps find yourself yeah it's, it's, been really, it's awesome really amazing
3: so when people say like oh you're gonna go find yourself like <laughs> I mean it's like a I yes no. Yeah, yeah. it's part I of mean, the process I mean I guess the, yeah. you think about our life everything we're stimu- we're there's stimuli everywhere mm-hmm. we're stimulated with everything you never sit with yourself like you never yeah. are really ever ever alone and and when you do get alone usually you don't like it and you go get distracted
0: yeah
3: and um, if you can't sit with yourself in a room quiet oh, for dude, an hour you got a problem something's wrong yeah. yeah, and so uh, that's been a, lot, a game changer for me. That's why I like being out just alone, seeing the world. Like it's like it, it's weird being alone that much, but I, I really enjoy it. I mean, it's, it can be as yeah. simple as like
1: going and eating a meal by yourself. I love that. I or love like going I've, to a movie, a movie by, by yourself. I love I've, done by
0: myself I've done that. I do
5: that too. Just yeah.
1: being comfortable in yourself uh-huh. by yourself, like being able to go to a bar and like have a drink by and yourself. work on something and by yourself. People. And, or, yeah. and meet people randomly yeah. or not
3: meet people mm-hmm. randomly.
1: and Just do your thing. Like yeah. I feel like that. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. The yeah. feel
3: to be, the, the, desire, that's desire that people want to be wanted or liked mm-hmm. is like just out of control. And yeah. that's the desire to not be able to just sit with yourself like needing yeah. outside
0: affirmation because the lady knows i lead eaten one trip a year by myself that's amazing yeah, yeah she like good. she understands like if not i go i get a little off yeah but, yeah. Good.
3: <laughs> yeah i definitely changed once i started traveling i definitely realized like my old self versus my new self versus this self is definitely vastly different
1: all right uh what should be the tagline for this episode be what should we ta- title this oh man any ideas? The tribe? The tri- <laughs> Find your tribe, <laughs> but Find Mike it. O'Shea.
3: Yes. <laughs> oh, change for your own tribe? Change mm. for your inner tribe? I don't know.
1: We can just put special guest Michael O'Shea. Yeah.
3: We can come up with something better than that. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it we out. We can come up with something better than that. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, um, if you've enjoyed the show, you know, Go ahead and check us out. Subscribe. Any, yeah, any podcasting platform from iTunes to Google Play, mm. Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you could find a podcast. For there, please subscribe, share us with a friend if you can. Take a second, not just to rate us, but write a review it because helps it helps out with the the algorithm. Skynet. Mm-hmm. Skynet. So again, you know, we just got on Spotify new website uh, up the mix live. Also, every Friday night.
0: Oh, uh, we play a radio show on KWNK Radio on 97.7. And if you guys are out of the McCarran Loop or just in another city or state, you go to www.kwnkradio.org.
1: And you can stream us live Mm -hmm. every Friday night from 9 to 11 where we play nothing but the best of hip-hop.
0: Giving you what you need, not what you want. Exactly. Mm
1: -hmm. Also, uh, we're on uh, um, Saturdays from 1 to 3, too. Mm -hmm. They play the encore of the episode. So uh, we got that every week.
0: Yeah, YouTube coming soon.
1: Exactly. So, uh, you know, uh, check us out. Give us a like, a follow, and uh, spread the word.
0: Lifestyle on the
3: fly. How about that? Mm -hmm. Lifestyle on the fly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't, I'm just spitballing, just here. spitballing <laughs> here. My spitballing skills aren't too on 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 par right now. Yeah, so just, excuse me.
1: Well, we want to yeah. thank Michael Arche, our yes. guest, for coming out. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. It's great. I'm looking forward to uh, yeah, the book. You know, it's just coming. Seeing what's coming next, yeah. and uh, yeah. like I said, you know, we'll we'll help you out. We'll, we'll do, make some connections. We'll do whatever. Yeah. And uh, you know, move forward mm-hmm. together. Rising tide lifts all boats, as they say. Yes. So uh, you know, we've met a lot of people in Reno who are doing like-minded things to you. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know, we can get other people together and uh, keep this going.
3: Awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys. I'm really loving what you guys are doing. It's amazing. I love that you guys are just helping the community and people that are coming in your, in line with your path. It's just, it's amazing to see people helping people. And that's amazing. Thanks.
1: Well, until next time, mm-hmm. I think next week we've got uh, Haley Hoff from Hoff goods and uh-huh. blackbird go. She's our guest next week. Yeah. So, uh, Look for that coming soon, but until then, this is Sean saying peace.
0: stay, photo, stay hydrated, and uh, it's still hockey season, so stay warm.
3: That was another episode of Up in the Mix. For more info, go to www.upinthemix.live live or check them out on Facebook and Instagram at upinthemix. Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs>
5: Fuck? Oh, sh- <laughs> that was another episode of
3: Up in the Mix. For more, go to www.upinthemix.live or check them out on Facebook and Instagram at upinthemix.live. Yeah.